1600. I am your friendly neighborhood Jaybird. I'm Liberty Nat. We are your Liberty lovers and we unite, unite every Saturday here in the Kiva. That's right. And we are live, of course. We missed you all last week, but if you're listening to the show, yeah, we were uh, uh, just a little bit busy with some live performance, which used to be our life, you know, um, before covid scamdemic and basically all of our freedoms went to hell in a handbasket so uh yeah we had a lot of fun with that though but we are so glad to be there with you all so later on we will be taking your calls when we open up the phone lines and the number to call will be 505-266-1600 and jaybird where else can everyone hear and see us today well, if you're listening to us now, you know that we're on the airwaves, AM 1600, but then you can catch us on abq.fm, rockoftalk.com, kiva.am, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Catch us on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Rock of Talk TV. And yes, there's an app for that on your Android and your rotten fruit phone. It's on there too. <laughs> That's an Apple, by the way. Uh, remember to subscribe to the chat because there is the chat rock of talk dot chat where you get all kinds of goodies, all kinds of information that you're not even that, you know, we can't cover everything. So exactly. get on the chat, get this stuff sent to your inbox. It's an awesome way to get the info that you need. And, and you can leave comments on there as well, which right. we see. And if you do want to send us your comments, your concerns, questions, or even articles, things of interest, you can also email us. Uh, you can email me, libertynat at protonmail.com. That's libertynat at protonmail.com. And Jaybird, what's your handle? 
no poll cheating at protonmail.com and that's n-o-p-o-l-l-c-h-e-a-t-i-n-g that's right guess what's important to him mm-hmm. and again yes as as we said earlier we're going to open up the phone lines today so you can feel free to call in probably about half time we'll do that but in the meantime Welcome, everyone, our freedom-loving basket of ultra-mega-deplorable lizard people to day 681 of America Under Siege. Can you believe it's almost going to be 700 days since, you know, the steel? Oh, yeah, another one has happened and another one. But, you know, we're, we're talking about the main steel right now, 2020. But so far, the puppet is still in the White House basement presumably. I don't know. And whoever's pulling his strings is still yanking pretty hard on those. But of course, he is the puppet in chief. So we have to hold him to account. So, so far under Biden's watch, there have been 686,820 Wu flu deaths with at least a minimum of 32,362 COVID vax deaths and 4,615 miscarriages as of December 2nd. And we still won't forget that that's still down from the 5,112 miscarriages uh, a couple months ago. Still don't know. Still haven't seen any explanation why, you know, they said so many babies had died and now they're saying less babies had died two months later. Hmm. Still, Still don't know. Might not ever know. Who knows? We don't. And right now, the U.S. debt clock, let's go ahead and visit that depressing site. We are up to, or down to, depending on your point of view, $31,335,957,246,000, I'm sorry, $300,000, we'll just call it even at $300,000. That is our debt right now. Okay, let's close that down. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, again, can't. Can't look at that one for too darn long or my eyes go crosswise and I, yeah, my, 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 uh, my heart rate starts it's to a rise. a lot of moving numbers. It is a lot of moving numbers, that's for sure. But thank you very much to usdebtclock.org for keeping track of all of those numbers because gosh darn it, somebody has to. So, yeah, speaking of our puppet in chief, uh, yeah, uh, I heard today that Puppet-in-Chief wants to do what with our money to bail out whom or what program? Well, um, <laughs> okay, you, you ask like there's only one thing that he's doing. But anyway. Yeah, that's um, true. One of the big ones is the, the pension plan bailout. Uh, ah, $36 yes. billion dollars going to uh, bail out uh, union pension plans here. Um, and this is, uh, we we pretty much knew that he was going to try this. This is not anything we didn't expect, but um, it's, it's crazy because he, $36 billion is going to bail out pension funds here. Um, and it's a, that, that amounts to about half of the available federal funds for, for pension relief under what he called the American rescue plan. Oh yeah. So this is, this is all part of that. I mean, the American goes up in flames plan. Yeah, yeah. America burns burns plan is really what it should be called. But, you know, we're talking about 350,000 members in several states, most of them in the Midwest. The The problem with it, I mean, this is, uh, you know, I, I understand what he's trying to do. Um, 
Or what his and, puppets are trying well, to make it look like he's doing. I understand what he's trying to do, and then I also understand what he's trying to make it look like, which are two very separate things. Yes. This is not an altruistic thing. This no. this is, is manipulation. Um, but it's being painted as helpful to union members, uh, and especially, like I said, in the Midwest. But the problem with it is it's giving money to these pensions who have mismanaged funds, mm-hmm. and there is no accountability mm-hmm. built in. There is no investigation built in to figure out how they got to this point in the first place. So we don't know. We have to assume that we are giving them money. The same people that got to this position in the first place, we're giving them money and not expecting any kind of change whatsoever. So now we're just basically throwing good money after bad at this point. And And to give you an example of this, this is this $36 Billion, keep in mind, will go to the Central States Pension Fund, which is for mostly Teamster right. union members. But guess how many members are covered? Only 350,000. And lest this seem like a, a big number to you all, it's not. It, it's really not, especially when you take into account $36 billion, not million billion thousands and thousands of millions for only 350,000 members uh what's wrong with this picture that yeah like you were saying jaybird um there's been a lot of discrepancy surrounding the central states pension fund and the the teamsters just as a whole and there is absolutely no accountability written in to this money. I mean, you would at least think that if something has a $36 billion price tag, that it would come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You think it'd be worth some sort of, um, I don't know, insurance or some sort of uh, accountability, you know, some sort of reason. Maybe an we audit. Would, we would believe that our money is going to be taken care of. Yeah. But, we, but there's none of that. There's no investigation. No accountability built in. It's just free money, essentially, quote unquote, free money. Of yes. course, it's not. This is money going to the Teamsters unions. Hmm. And th- nothing, th- th- no one's even looking at how they got to this place in, in, the, in, the, in the first place. Now, and keep in mind, too, that this announcement also came after supposedly Biden or his puppets negotiated a labor agreement with the railroad companies that did not include sick leave. Whoa. I, I I thought the Democrats were all about paid sick leave, right? Right? Well we well as we found out in this past week, and we'll <laughs> talk about this later, the Democrat Party, they're not all about what they say they're about. Oh no, 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 they no. They don't play by their own rules and their own quote unquote ethics, those don't exist. And we'll talk about that, but we'll get to that. Yeah, you've all heard yeah. about it. We'll 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 address it in a little bit. But yeah, he 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 um made this deal supposedly brokered some deal with the 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 railroad labor unions and it did not include the sick leave and it did not Mm. include increased sick leave which is really the the biggest sticking point for those negotiations and he did he he completely ignored it he didn't do anything about it so some people are speculating that this may be kind of his He's he's throwing a bone to the union saying, oh, hey, you know, sorry, oh, I we'll screwed fit, up. We, but we here, had to we'll, pass we'll it now, this. but we'll fix it later. And and he may use it for, I don't know, the next election or something. Hmm. Oh, he wouldn't. 
Really? No, no, he would. He would. <laughs> and he did. Because for his presidential campaign, the unions donated $27.5 million to his campaign funds. Oh. Slush money. Hmm. So he he was bought. He was bought and paid for by the unions. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, you know, he's he's not the only one who um, came out of this. Uh, you see here, he uh, declared himself the most pro-union president in history. Of course, you know, we knew he was going to do that. But he also filled several positions at the National Labor Relations Board. Hmm. Wonder who he gave some pretty cherry jobs to. Well, one of them, um, actually for nation's top labor arbiter, Jennifer Abruzzo, a former attorney for the Communications Workers of America, basically got a job due to President Biden. And it's interesting because uh, Abruzzo, let's see here, she actually worked at the National Labor Relations Board for 23 years as a field attorney in Miami and then, oh, rose to the position of deputy general counsel during the Obama administration. It's who you know, folks. It's all who you know. Yeah, and and then, of course, was later serving as acting general counsel in advance of the confirmation of Peter B. Robb to the position. So, yeah, she 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 was in it with uh, President Obama, and of course, who was vice president at the time. Ah, yeah, wouldn't you know, Joe? Yeah, bonehead Joe. And and so the thing with Jennifer Abruzzo too is, is this is really concerning because you know she's one of his lackeys, one of his. I don't know, minions, I guess you could call them. And, um, you know, they're pushing to do away with the right to work laws, but they're they're only looking to do away with right to work laws in the states that ban union membership as a term of employment. Yeah. Now, what that means is there are states out there that still say, no, you can't tell someone you can't work for my company unless you join a union. There's there are still some states that believe in freedom of choice. Mm -hmm. So they've told employers you can't cannot force union membership as a term of employment. But the Biden administration for twenty seven and a half million dollars is now doing the bidding of the unions Mm -hmm. because they're going they want to ban the right to work laws in states that are not pro union. And these states these are not states that say you can't have unions. You certainly can have unions. You can form a union. But what hmm. the, these states have been saying is you can't make that mandatory as a condition of employment. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, wouldn't you know, Joe, um, f- finding the best or least efficient ways, depending on how you look at it, to spend our money on uh, for as little return as possible in as, I don't know, short a time frame as possible. How much money has he spent of ours now? I mean, with, with, <laughs> no, with all I, the, uh, the, I think he's up to several trillions now, of dollars. I don't, I don't want to, I, I, I think, I think we're, we're doing a disservice hmm. by saying he, I mean, this is, he's taking well, yes. credit for this, but this is all, this is on all the Democrats. This is true. And some of the Republicans, too. Very true. But I tell you who's not on board with the Democrats anymore, at least so far, is Kristen Cinema. Yeah, that's right, folks. Cinema uh, decided she was going to actually leave officially the Democrat Party um, 
now that this doesn't mean that I think in any way, shape or form that she's going to align herself with Republicans. She's already said she would not caucus with Republicans. And Schumer is already saying that she can keep her committee assignments even after leaving the Democrat Party, which all that that tells me is that Schumer is hoping to stay on her good side so that they can count on her vote. But it means that she is a degree separated from the Democrats, which is a good thing. And it also means it unfortunately gives a little more power and a lot more influence to, oh, yeah, Joe Manchin, the other Joe Schmo, the one in the Senate. So, yeah, there you go. It's now 50 Democrats, one independent and 49 Republicans. Yeah, last I checked. So and of course, you know, with the whole Herschel Walker uh, losing to Warnock. And by the way, that was very interesting to watch. Um, I'm not going to say I predicted that Walker was going to lose. I certainly hoped he was going to win. However, nothing changed dramatically in Georgia since the general election. And by change, I mean nothing changed to their voting systems, be it, uh, you know, the, the collection system, the Dominion voting machines, nothing majorly changed. So for those of us who were watching the data as it rolled in, we were pretty sure that it was going to look very similar uh, in the in the runoff to what the general election looked like. Oh, and we were right. So to start off, uh, Herschel Walker was down by 30% with the very first drop of ballots. You heard that correctly. Um, Herschel Walker, or I should say Warnock, started off with automatically 30% more votes than Herschel Walker did. Now, I thought that everyone was supposed to start at zero, but apparently not Democrats. And as we observed in New Mexico during our own general election, yeah, oftentimes the Democrat candidates would start with a 30 to sometimes 40 percent lead with the very first ballot drop. Very interesting. Um, Coincidence? I'll leave you all to decide. And then, of course, there were some Large increases, large ballot drops throughout the evening for uh, Warnock and Walker. And usually what happens when there's large ballot drops is it the large ballot drops almost always favor the Democrat candidate. In fact, in the case of New Mexico, I can say every time that they did. And then there were some interesting decreases in ballots. Yes, yes, I did not misspeak. Decreases. So wait, you're counting ballots up as they come in from precincts and voting locations, and instead of adding, somehow you take away a few thousand, 10,000, 100,000. Yes, yes, we remember we saw this here happen in New Mexico, uh, happened in Georgia, and yep, it happened again with this runoff election. So there you have it. Warnock eked by, supposedly, but if you look at all the data, gra- gra- graphed out, gridded out as it came in, it's a very very telling story. I will include a picture of that for you all in the dot chat notes as well. Cause um, I, I think it's a, uh, you know, picture tells a thousand words. Well, in this case, uh, a picture represents millions of votes or maybe missing votes or maybe more votes than should have been. Who knows at this point system is so screwed up. And the people who count the votes 
essentially have the power. So, yeah, what's wrong with this picture? Mm, more, more ways than I can tell. Absolutely, more ways. Well, back to uh, Biden, you know, he uh, got credit for making a wonderful trade this week. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah, no, I, I would say that he kind of got taken to the cleaners. So anyone out there who knows how to, well, well how would you haggle? If you know how to haggle, if you know how to negotiate, you know, for the most part, you're not going to end up on the wrong side of a deal, right? Well, that's not exactly the case for our puppet in chief. And, and apparently he's not the one who even did this whole deal. Uh, I, I think, was it Iran or Saudi Arabia? Yeah, Saudi Arabia is trying to say that they 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 took credit for making the deal happen. But yeah, Biden went and, oh, you know, he he just traded the absolutely most dangerous person on the planet and got back a lesbian drug addict who happens to play basketball. And has a history of domestic. Oh, yeah, that's right. With her quote unquote wife. Uh. Yeah, that's right. So she's a domestic abuser as well. Okay. Um, so, yeah, w- w- was that a good trade, I-, I would say? I mean, okay, if we go pound for pound, I'd say we probably definitely got our money's worth. Because I'm pretty sure that Brit Brit Griner uh, weighs more than Victor Bout. But if you go by uh, how dangerous they are, okay, Griner's spouse might argue that She's pretty dangerous. I don't know. Has she ever pressed charges? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I don't think she's. Well, why will she stay married to her? If, uh, never mind. Uh, that, that staying with your abuser just never made sense to me in any case. But um, yeah, so I, I would say that Biden most likely ended up on the short end of this stick when it comes to making deals. However, Okay, you know, let's let's kind of take a a look at this here. Now, at at the very first, the White House was trying to kind of make it look like no, 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 we did our due diligence here. Um, that this was the only option that we had, and of course, there were some issues with the decision. And they actually tried to deny that another American was an option to trade for Victor Bout, you know, fa- famous uh, merchant of death. Uh, if you recall the movie with Nicolas Cage, Lord of War, it was loosely based on Victor Bout. Um, but yeah, fellow American Paul Whelan, who's a Marine who loves this country, he was actually on the table his release was on the table as well but the white house tried to say oh well we didn't have a a choice the president felt a moral obligation to bring britney home there was an opportunity to do that and it was either britney or no one at all and we are not going to apologize for that so and they did it again again this is kgp or kjp i can't even say it Corinne Jean-Pierre, she said, uh, our choices were Britney or no one at all. 
and she made it clear the U.S. is still doing everything it can to bring Whelan home. But this time we were not able to make that happen, but that does not stop us. That will not stop us in making sure that Paul returns back home safely to his family. Okay, so this is what they were trying to pawn off on us earlier this week. I believe it was Thursday. And this was the quote from Corinne Jean-Pierre that she gave to Fox. Yeah, uh, there was no opportunity to bring the Marine home. It was either Brittany or no one at all. Okay, so then they also they also tried spinning this, the media um, tried spinning this that, well, you know, it, it's kind of our fault, was sort of implied, that she was in Russia in the first place. Because remember, you all, what was Brittany doing in Russia? She was playing basketball for a Russian team. That's to right. Enrich her bank account. That's right. She was not representing the U.S. against Russia because we, I'm sorry, we, the U.S. only really plays people in basketball in the uh, Olympics, the Summer Olympics, because otherwise we cream everyone else. No, Russia was paying her to play on one of their teams because remember, Brittany Griner, and she said some very unpatriotic things in the past. Uh, she doesn't really like the United States. In fact, she hates us so much she went to play for Russia. So she's in Russia, working ostensibly in Russia, living in Russia, and then she breaks their laws and surprise, surprise, ends up in a Russian prison. Is it a surprise? Is it a surprise to anybody? Really now? I mean, if you or I, Jay Bird, went to Russia and we were caught with something, I don't know what she was caught with, uh, uh, marijuana oil or something like that, THC oil, I think well, it she, was. It was. It was some sort of cannabis oil. Yeah. But it's it's illegal there. Yeah, it's absolutely illegal. I'm sorry, you can't go into another country and break their laws and not expect to suffer any consequences. But, you know, then she's crying to the United States. Oh, come save me. Yeah, no. no so the media is trying to say that, well, we should have been paying our WNBA basketball players more yeah and and according to the morons and and, and stupid news network um or msn some people <laughs> call it but morons and stupid news you know there's an article and they say that um you know the tagline is that uh griner is is uh entitled to american cash yeah because of her support of america well okay again she went to russia to play basketball so that she could get more money Okay, um, I don't know if she planned on paying any taxes on that money. I don't know, <laughs> probably not. But she went there to make herself richer. And and in the article here, they go on to say that players can earn upward of a million dollars by taking their talents outside the United States. This is where things get really interesting because the the lies are just incredible here. And you look at this and you think, oh, yeah, well, we do, we're not paying the women as much as the men. Yeah, I, I understand why they have to go do this. Yeah, well, read between the lines. And, and here are some of the lines. You know, they talk about not just Griner, but a, a few other players. They mentioned my name that went outside the, the United States to ply their talents, if you will, to put a basketball through a, a hoop with a fabric net or synthetic net, whatever it may be now. 
Yeah, well, it's a game. The reason it's called a game is because it's a game. It's mm-hmm. not reality. doesn't change a thing. But the article here says something very interesting. They talk about in the past, as they, here's the quote, in years past, before players such as Griner, Sari, and Sue Bird felt like they could publicly, publicly come out as members of the LGBTQ community. Many players who were closeted in the United States saw the chance to go overseas as an opportunity to live their lives in peace and truth, to move more freely without cameras or prying eyes of the public. And the author here said, I had a player say to me in 2005, overseas, I am free in a way that I am, that I just am not in the United States. Okay. Apparently not free to use cannabis. Oh! Well, no. But forget about that for a minute. They're trying to tell us that these lesbians, these, you know, they're, they're living this lifestyle. And the article that, was specifically talking about basketball players. Right. Of alternate sexuality. Right. Yeah. And what they're, what they're telling us is this, this deviant lifestyle that these women choose to live. They're being uh, poorly treated here. They're being maltreated. They're being abused here in the United States. So they go to places like Russia to play. But there's just one big problem with that. I've got an article right here from the Washington Examiner. <laughs> Guess what it says. Russian bill banning LGBT propaganda advances heads to Putin for signature. Oh, and he Wait signed a it, too. He, he signed it, baby. He signed it. Yep. So they're trying to tell us that Griner is innocent and no, all she this. Had no she had choice. no choice. She had to go over there to be who she was, to be who she is. She had to leave this country and to support herself and her uh, abusive wife, her fist-punching wife. She had to go and earn more money somewhere else because she wasn't making enough money here and because she's mistreated as a, as a lesbian. Except in Russia, it's worse than here. Oh, much worse. You don't get into Putin's cabinet if you're a homosexual. You don't get into Putin's cabinet if you're non-binary. You don't get into Putin's cabinet if you're a man dressing like a really hideously ugly woman. That doesn't happen in Russia. That happens here in Washington, D.C. under Joe Biden. But if you look at the lamestream media, this is all our fault. It's our Mm, fault that Brittany Griner was in jail. So she, we, you know... Biden had no choice. He had to get her out. She, she had no fault. choice but to go to Russia to, to quote, work, <laughs> play, really, for more money than she could get here in the U.S. She had no choice, just like Biden had no choice but to, oh, but yay, yeah, actually, they, they did. They, they did absolutely did have a choice. Um, Paul Whelan actually was on the docket, on the table, so to speak. In the negotiations. In fact, uh, I, I believe it was, oh gosh, how, how did they put it? Um, they said that it was either Griner or Whelan that they would trade for Victor Bout. And, and of course, Victor Bout was the only one, only prisoner they were willing to take in trade for either of those two prisoners in Russia. And this is a very bad message. First of all, does, does everyone remember? That during Trump's administration, and even John Bolton, snake, had to admit this himself, that um, at the time, under Trump's leadership, Russia wanted to trade 
Paul Whelan back to us for Victor Bout, and it was turned down. Yeah, it it was turned down. Merchant of Death, they wanted to get Whelan back pretty bad. Trump wanted him pretty bad. And this was back in December of 2018. And, of course, they said, oh, he was working as a spy. Yeah, he was set up. Yeah, whatever. Um, but the fact that they wanted the, the merchant to death himself, the administration under Trump, they just could not condone that. Because they knew that loosing Victor Bout upon the world, giving him back to Russia, would result in many, many more deaths. And as much as we want Whelan home, as much as we want our Marine home and we hate leaving him there, we couldn't allow Russia to strong arm us that way. And this is what sends a horrible message right now with, with this horrible trade. And uh, yeah, go figure out. Uh, Brittany Griner gets traded, except it's not what it usually means. Um, this horrible trade lets the rest of the world know that guess what they can kidnap our citizens oh yeah they they could even kidnap some celebrities from the u.s and then use them to get prisoners out of gitmo that are not just capable but they've proven themselves willing to do heinous things the rest of the world has gotten the message you know, don't don't you can take that to the bank. Don't doubt it. They're they're looking at this. Iran is looking at this going, oh, good to know. So we kidnap a few people, we threaten them and hey, we, we can get some of our terrorists out of prison from the U.S. So this is not just about Brittany Griner coming home. And, and here's the thing. I'm not I'm not happy, by the way, about any U.S. citizen, regardless of their politics, regardless of what they've done. I'm not happy about any U.S. citizen languishing in prison in another country. However. Really, really not happy that this arms dealer is once again free and at large. And you know who else isn't happy um, well, well, Donald Trump, of course. But listen, this is oh, where yeah, things this. You know, this whole story, there's a there's a lot to the story, and it just really makes me sick. It makes me sick because uh, Brittany Griner clearly broke the law. She mm -hmm. broke the law. She was in jail for breaking the law. It wasn't like they said, hey, there's a lesbian. Let's throw her in or jail. It wasn't like she was actually set up. they can do now. Yeah, they can now. In Russia. But no, she broke the law. She had every reason to be locked up because she broke the law. Paul Whelan, on the other hand, was set up. Was set up. He's been the the charges against him are unfounded. They're unproven. Didn't happen. But here's where things get really sick. Donald Trump uh, posted that this was unpatriotic, and and it was stupid. Mm -hmm. The the Griner trade instead of Paul Whelan. Now. That that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. I'm in complete agreement with that. But you know who's not in agreement with that? Paul Whelan's stupid family in Mich. I think they're in Michigan. I believe what? Yeah, his family, particularly his brother, and this is not the first time his brother's spoken out. His brother's spoken out um, multiple times here about 
Yeah, we we would love to have Paul back, but we understand that you, you know Joe Biden and the White House administration did what was right for this country. They've uh, said that, but when what? when Trump said that this was stupid and unpatriotic, this fathead brother of Paul Whelan's came out and said that quote I think what President Biden did was take care of an American who was in peril and bring home the American that he could bring home. So it's disappointing that a former president would have that sort of perspective in referencing Donald Trump Trump calling this stupid and unpatriotic. Mm. And, you know, he, 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 he argues that the, that Griner shouldn't be there because she did nothing wrong. He, Paul's brother called it wrongful detention in reference to Brittany Griner. There was nothing wrongful about it. She broke their law. Again, again, again. How many times does it have to be said? She broke their law. I have to wonder, how much is Whelan's brother getting paid? And I don't know. Him? I think he's getting paid something. Hmm. Or, or, get, or getting fed a story. Who knows? But, but, uh, but here's, but no, wait, I'm not, but the, the story doesn't end there. And I sent you this link, Natalie. This is mm-hmm. actually on the Communist News Network. Paul mm-hmm. Whelan and his brother... I don't think could be any more different because Paul Whelan is now speaking out. Oh, and he says, quote, I am greatly disappointed that more has not been done to secure my release, especially as the four year anniversary of my arrest is coming up. I was arrested for a crime that never occurred. He said in a phone call from the penal colony where he is being held in a remote part of Russia. I don't understand why I'm still sitting here. End quote. So very clearly, wow. Paul and his brother are not cut from the same cloth. Wow. Paul, I, I would posit Paul here quite possibly to be a hero. His brother, a coward. His brother, a loser. And the I same don't with, think I can argue with that. Same with Griner. Yeah. Just another loser. She broke the law. She got caught. It wasn't wrongful detention. She should still be there. Paul Whelan, on the other hand... Should either be on U.S. soil or on a plane on his way back here. That's not what we get. Instead, we get a political party, the Democrats. And this isn't just Joe Biden. This is all the damn Democrats out there. This is all of you that are Democrats. You voted for this. You've got a political party, the Democrats, who are pushing hard left and right, back and front, Behind the scenes, they're pushing to do away with the Second Amendment. They're pushing to, to take away mm-hmm. our right to own firearms. And they say, why? Because it, life is too dangerous. There are too many guns out there. Too many people are being killed by firearms. So what does the Democrat Party do? Hmm. Well, they take the merchant of death and they set him free. Quite possibly the most prolific individual in all of the world, in all of history, but weapons on the street, but weapons in the hands of evil men. And the Democrat Party just let him go. So a wife of an NFL star actually put it really well. Um, and this was from Rachel Bush, the wife of Buffalo Bills safety, Jordan Poyer. She said, so let me get this straight. We are sending billions to Ukraine for their war. However, we just traded the merchant of death, Russian arms dealer, back to Russia during their war with Ukraine in exchange for a basketball player. Does that even sound right to you? 
there you go. You know, if, if you're one of those liberals out there who believes in abolishing the Second Amendment and that guns have no place in a civilized society, how can you condone this? How? It makes absolutely no sense. This guy, Bout, Boot, I've, I've heard it pronounced both ways, is responsible for tens of thousands, if not millions, of arms being distributed across the globe. Who knows how many deaths can be laid at his feet? And yet we let him go. Now, I know a lot of you watching the news cycle may be frustrated. And Jaybird, we were talking about this even earlier today. Um, and I know a lot of people are frustrated. Some people ask me, oh, why do they keep doing this? How, why can't they see that? This, why do they do all these stupid things? And how, how can they think this is right? Look, once you realize that right now the president of the United States job is not to look after the best interests of its American citizens. You will not be as frustrated. Will you still be angry and incensed? Yeah, probably. However, realize that Biden is there not to bolster and to uphold the United States. He is there to tear it down. Many of the politicians right now are there not to look after our best interests and not to keep our country sovereign and safe. They are there to tear our country down. Why? Well, maybe there's speculation on that. I'm not in any of their heads. Um, some of the some of the front runners are, well, you know, globalism. Oh, China might be paying them. Russia might be paying them. Who knows who might be paying who? Uh, definitely some unions. Uh, as we discussed earlier, have money in the game too. But regardless of what it is, they're, meaning the politicians, they, they do not have pure motives. They do indeed have ulterior motives. And so once you understand that, no, this, this is their job and they're actually doing it quite well, tearing down the United States, then you don't get as frustrated. Because now you know where they stand. And there are very, very few politicians in Washington right now that I can say, nope, they're, they're actually trying to do good. They're actually trying to make a difference. I mean, Jim Jordan on one hand, Tim Scott, uh, Rand Paul, um, Lauren Boebert of Colorado. Kristen Cinema. I think she's still kind of confused. Um, but but she's not as bad as most of the Democrats. I, I think she's kind of trying to reconcile. Hey, this this is uh, this is all idiotic, and yet wait, I've I've got a party to stick to. I think that's part of why she left the Democrat Party. I certainly think she's more reliable mm. than Mittens Romney. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and <laughs> did did you see what uh, Mittens Romney said earlier this week? I I thought that this was just a classic case of pot calling kettle black. Yeah, he said on video that Trump was a rhino. Yes. <laughs> wow. Trump is a Republican in name only. So wait, if a rhino calls another Republican a rhino, then by translation, what he's really saying is that that Republican's more of a Republican than he is. 
Does that track, Eric? If a rhino calls another Republican a rhino, then that means the the, the, the secondary rhino is actually the reverse of that because it was a rhino who called him a rhino in the first place. I don't know. Now I'm even twisted. Up wait, wait, wait. No, but I got it. I got it. <laughs> I know what this is. This. Okay. Mittens Romney, I think, is getting ready to retire and he's trying out his comedy routine act. I think he's going to take it on the road oh. and I think he's going to be on like Stephen Colbert and uh, Jimmy right Kimmel. I think he's planning on hitting the uh, late night circuits with his comedy act. Maybe that's <laughs> what this is. Because uh, what? how else do you explain this? This is this is so stupid a comment coming from his mouth that it's it's laughable. It's one of the funniest jokes I think I've heard in a long time. So I think maybe this that's what this is. He's he's going to take his uh, comedy act on the road. He's going to become a comedian. Hmm. He's going to retire and become a comedian, but he's going to hit all the late night circuits. Yeah, Mitt Mitt Romney, you just man. I don't I don't know what uh reality you're living in. Oh, you know what that this actually tracks. This makes sense cuz remember Democrats accuse their opposition of being and doing the despicable things that they do and are. Rules for radicals. Yeah. yeah. Hey, this just proves Mittens is really a Democrat in rhino's hide. Yeah, let's put it. Yeah, that you way. know, and, and and I think I I think most Utahns don't even like him. They don't they don't want him. They they don't want him. So maybe that's what this is. Maybe he's realized that he's come to the realization that um, he's no longer welcome there, and he's got to do something else. And this is it. This is his step yes. in that direction. Oh, couldn't the, wouldn't that be so awesome? Wouldn't that be great? The irony, the irony. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that that's your little uh, comic relief for the day. Mittens Romney. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't think you're fooling anybody. We're going to have to get a laugh track uh, here, I think. And that's going to, you know, just play you know, like the, the, the funny clip of the week. And yeah. Uh, that, and, that then Eric, and then Eric can decide what's the funniest. and You can just hit the laugh track. Yeah, there you go, Eric. E bro. Yeah, we missed you last week, by the way. We really missed doing the show with you. But uh, we didn't miss you that much because you showed up to one of our concerts. It was beautiful. It was so much fun. <laughs> Yes, what a way to kick the season off in style with Christmas music. It was wonderful. And live performance, no masks required. Doesn't mean that a few people didn't wear some, but for the most part, it was a wonderful evening of Christmas music and joy. Yeah. So, Eric, did you did you have a favorite song? Oh, don't fish for, for fish. I, for I thought about it, yeah. And then <laughs> I, think, um, I think the ones... With the uh, with the chorus, were the best with everybody. With the choir, yeah, yes. the ensembles. You know, well, um, yeah, this is going to come off as a little uh, biased, but you know, um, I like the songs that Natalie sang, of course. <laughs> but my favorite, I my, don't my favorite, him to say that my favorite was uh, in the bleak midwinter. I just hmm. I love that rendition oh, yes. of it, and and the the chorale that was one of the big chorale pieces. And there's just so many parts on it, and it's so well done that it's it, it's just really fantastic. It is. I'm, I'm going to, we got a little bit of a recording from some of the stuff. I'm going to try to, um, you know, splice so, some of the chorale stuff, but I got to get some permission from the, you know, from the members themselves. So we'll see. Maybe I'll be able to post those on the dot chat site in the coming weeks, especially since, oh, yeah, we've got a Christmas and New Year's coming up on Saturdays. 
What what are we going to do for those Saturdays, Jaybird? Because I don't think we can get away with coming into the Kiva on a Christmas Eve. We wouldn't do that to you, Eric. Don't worry. We would not do that to you. Well, I'm Uh, already committed uh, hmm. for Christmas Eve at at church. At church. Yeah, we we got to do church that stuff that night. So, um, you know, tell you what, you all let's let's put this out to you all and remind me, Jaybird, to say this again near the end of the show. Okay, I'm reminding um, you to say this again at the end of the show. Yeah, yes, Marty. Comedy routine. Um, um, what would what would you all like to hear from us on our Christmas and our New Year Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve shows? If we're not here in the Kiva, and I'm pretty sure we're not going to be here New Year's Eve. I don't know. I haven't that thought that far ahead. But uh, would you all like to hear maybe some best of? Uh, would you like to hear maybe we can do a recording on, I don't know, some of our favorite Christmas carols? Or, um, ooh, maybe a rehash of some of the Constitution classes that we've done in the past. Because I've got all those recordings. So, so you know what? Tell you what, at, at, at the end of this show... I'll, I'll repeat the question again, and you all can email us, but also go on to rockatalk.chat. Once I post up the show from today, I'll put a poll on there asking you all, hey, what, what do you want to hear? What do you want to hear on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve? Do you want to hear Christmas music? Do you want some best of, you know, pick a best of show from earlier in the year or one of our old reviews on a Constitution class? So we'll put that up there for you all, and you can tell us what you would like to hear. And let's let's see how many people vote on rockatalk.chat and uh, tell us tell us what you think about that one. So there you go. I, I didn't plan that. Sorry for springing that on you, Jaybird. But it uh, just occurred to me, we have the ability to do polls on rockatalk.chat, so uh, why not? That sounds like a good idea to me anyway. And uh, you are the ones who listen to us. Still, still not sure why sometimes, but yeah, you do. You like to, you like to hear our. I know sometimes we ramble about some things, um, but every time, every time you listen to Liberty Lovers Unite, be assured that what you're getting is definitely not scripted, <laughs> and it's definitely our our unbiased, not unbiased. I'm sorry, unvarnished, unsuppressed, unredacted opinion about daily events, national events, local events, etc. Yeah, cuz we are unabashedly conservative Christians. So Yep, and we're family oriented. So there's definitely a bias there. Yes, absolutely. We we are biased towards freedom, constitutional constitutionality and our family. Those are our biases up front. Just so you know. Pretty sure that most of you who listen to us, even the ones who disagree with us and send us hate mail, yeah, you know where our biases lay. And uh, yeah, um, so, some of our, well, one of our longtime haters out there, he still sends me stuff on Facebook. I, I don't know if he thinks he's going to change our minds after all this time, but he still sends me stuff. So you know who you are. Thank you. Thank you for staying in touch. And thank you for obviously listening. But um, I respectfully agree to disagree. Yeah, yeah. feel free to call in. Five zero five two six six sixteen hundred. We, you know, we we're not one of these stations that uh, screens the call. And if you bring up uh, a certain somebody Eddie's mm. name, um, we're not going to disconnect <laughs> the call on you. Uh, we're not that station. Nope. And we're not the other station that uh, has a lesbian with no boundaries on it. Um, yep. So you know what you what you hear is what you get. We're going to be upfront with you, and 
We'll talk to you. Love to hear from you. And bringing it back to something local, I actually had one of the uh, members of the Fight for 505 on Telegram. Yes, we have a group on Telegram. They brought this up earlier today, and I'm like, you know what? Let's let's talk about this because uh, this is a good reminder. <clears throat> they they posted an article that was actually back from the New Mexico Political Journal back from April of 2021 about Melanie Stansbury. Anyone remember when Melanie Stansbury ran for CD1? And uh, yeah, won against, who was it? Mark Moores? Yeah, Mark Moores. Um, Well, at the time it came out that she had a link to Jeffrey Epstein associate Ghislaine Maxwell. And in fact, I'm pretty sure Eddie talked about this too. But the, I kind of feel like this story needs to be resurrected and we need to not forget about it. In fact, I, I really wish I'd remembered this before Election Day. But yeah, she, uh, uh, Melanie Stansberry, or Lonely Girl as we used to call her, I found it interesting that, number one, she claims to be a scientist anytime her occupation is mentioned, to which we always are like, wait, what, science of what? I think it's political science. Yeah, that's not a science. Sorry. Um, but then her financial disclosures are very telling because they revealed five consulting contracts, Wildlife Conservation Society in Bethesda, Maryland, Thornburg Foundation in Santa Fe, New Mexico, Tara Marr, Woburn, Massachusetts, Turner Foundation, no location listed, but hey, the name says everything, and University of New Mexico, of course, here in Albuquerque. So get this, her uh, position in all five of these, um, I, I don't know what you call them, organizations, I guess, was the same. She was a consultant. Okay, consultant for what? Well, it doesn't really say. But the first glaring issue that arises from viewing her employment history is the Terra Mar Project from Woburn, Massachusetts. So this is a nonprofit whose mission was supposedly saving the oceans. However, it was founded by the socialite, nefarious socialite, and alleged child trafficker, Ghislaine Maxwell, who was the organization's president. Hmm. Yeah. That Ghislaine Maxwell, who, uh, you know, very well may have trafficked girls along with Jeffrey Epstein and, oh, yeah, Zorro Ranch here in New Mexico. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, since Maxwell, it's been a while now, she was arrested, indicted by the FBI, arrested, actually, in July 2020. So, wait a minute. How, uh, how, how did Stansbury not know at all that Tara Marr was connected to someone who might be trafficking and grooming minors for Epstein. Hmm? Cause yeah, you know, the, the charges against Ghislaine Maxwell, there was no secret about them. There was conspiracy to entice minors to engage in illegal sex acts, conspiracy to transport minors to engage in illegal sex acts, and then transportation of a minor to engage in illegal sex acts. Oh yeah. And then perjury. So wait, she was accused of abusing minors in New York, Florida, London. Oh, and New Mexico. So why would the 
quote, scientist and Democrat politician Melanie Stansberry choose to have any association with the Terramar Project, which was founded by Ghislaine Maxwell in 2012 and linked to Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, and allegedly his, you know, child trafficking activities. And then it turns out the Terramar was actually very well known on the global stage. And Ms. Maxwell herself personally presented her Ocean Conservation Program to the United Nations General Assembly. Oh, so the Jaybird, does this sound kind of familiar, especially in light of things that have come to light about, say, oh, I don't know, FTX, uh, 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 you know, money laundering organization yeah, behind yeah. the front of... Oh, we're we're going to be totally philanthropic. We're going to save the ocean. Yeah, and and you know, um we've given out our emails and and thank you Mega Man. Um you're awesome. I know you've sent me stuff. Um and and uh, you know, Mega Man it was a, several weeks ago now, but he sent me something about FTX and um uh, money that Congress had earmarked and sent to Ukraine. And mm-hmm. the money was supposedly went back through FTX and then ended up back in the hands of, of Democrat Democrats. Party via campaign donations. Um, and, you know, of course, there's all these websites that, um, you know, they're they're left leaning and, they, and you know, they're they're all disputing these charges as false and not not true. And, and their basis that this that this is false is on the word of one of the ministers of digital transformation in the Ukraine. <laughs> so I'm sorry, wait a minute. So let me get this straight. Um, there's an accusation that Ukraine is uh, acting in a criminal manner or um, at, at the very least unethical. And because they say, Hey, no, we're not doing it there. We have, we assume that they're not doing it because I don't know. I bet if you were to walk through any prison, you'd find that probably 99% of the men in the prison cells are innocent, right? (laughs) Right? So, yeah. So I'm thinking taking the word of a minister from Ukraine is tantamount to walking through a prison and saying, oh, you know what? He says he's innocent, so we we better let him out. It's, It's not true. He didn't murder anybody, even though there's video of it. But they did admit that they they did do some swapping and currency exchange in FTX, but supposedly that money didn't go back to the Democrats. Supposedly. But here's the thing, though. You know, the Sam Bankman Fried or Fryhead or whatever this guy's name is, <laughs> he donated a whole crap ton of money to the Democrats. And of course, and again, you know, these same fine folks with the left lean that are saying, oh, no, this is all false. It's all fake. It's all made up. It's all baseless. They're the same fine folks that are quick to point out, well, this Sam Fryhead, whatever his name is, he he donated to Republicans too, except Mm -hmm. he donated $27 million to Democrat parties and a couple hundred thousand dollars to (laughs) Republicans. Token amounts. And that doesn't mean that maybe those Republicans doesn't mean he maybe didn't have undue influence on them. But still, 200,000 versus 27 million. 200,000, 27 million. I'm pretty sure if we put the cash for for both sides on, on a scale that I I think the Democrats just might outweigh the Republicans in that case. What do you think? 
Yeah. 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 I'm pretty so, sure. So the way I'm looking at this, the reason that I, you know, I bring it all up that way is, is, you know, the way that I'm looking at this is this is exactly what happened. Congress sent money to Ukraine, Ukraine, put money in FTX. Sam Bankman took that money and donated that to the Democrat party. So then because it, think it, now think about it for just a minute, because FTX, what was it? It was, it was, it was a cryptocurrency, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not insured. It's not federally insured because it's, not an official currency. And does he do any investing with that money? Like, think, think about the banks for a minute. What, what the, the way that banks work, generally speaking, and this is, this is a very basic um, rundown, but the way the bank works, the way that the bank has money to invest and money to loan is when we put money in there, they'll take our money and then they'll, they'll invest it and then they'll take interest, draw, interest off of that. And it's the interest that's drawn off of that that is used as basically that that's the revenue stream that they use in which they can loan money to people. Mm-hmm. If you want to buy a car or a house or, or whatever, that's kind of where the revenue comes from. But with cryptocurrency, it doesn't operate in that way. Nope. So if you look at it, it money was- went from Congress, went to the Ukraine, back to the FTX, back to the Democrats. And back to Stansbury here, I have to wonder, looking at this, that's why I brought this up today, if this wasn't uh, inadvertently uncovering yet another money laundering scam. I mean, this this uh, Terra Mar, by, founded by Ghislaine Maxwell, was very high profile, apparently dealt in big bucks. Um I mean, she went to the United Nations General Assembly to present her, quote, conservation program. And, oh, yeah, and it was even connected to the Clintons. Yeah, In her words, the project's effort to hold the United Nations to sustainable promises made regarding the ocean were praised and supported by the Clinton Global Initiative. Oh, and if there was ever a slush fund, it's that one, too. Yeah, so there, there's this whole network. And once you start to see the signs of it, folks, it man, you start to see it almost everywhere. There, there's all there's all of these, uh, what would you call them? Network of philanthropists or philanthropic endeavors that seem like they are covers for political money laundering, money laundering of funds, and. Who knows but that, well, maybe our very own Melanie Stansbury, maybe she was in on this too. Hmm. Well, maybe that's why she got chosen to run and won the election. One has to ask, one has to wonder. We do a lot of that on the show. One wonders, yeah. Can't say anything for sure, but man, I do love asking the questions. Absolutely. And coming up here in a bit, we're going to let you all ask the questions. We're going to open the phone lines a little bit early because we missed you all so much last week. So remember, 505-266-1600 to call in and join the conversation in the Kiva. We're going to play a few tunes for you, curated by the one and only Jay Bird, of course. So enjoy the music, and we will see you all on the other side of the break.
wild last part is ski, and I'm the captain of Russia of the digital thief. You see, I get possessed, styling grace, just one slight bottle. I'm a little overweight, but my walk ain't My clothes ain't pop every time I took the girl. The old hotel stop to go to bail my block. I'm the king of the slop, but I know one thing my heart keeps it soft. Just do the right thing and you will survive. People still put me down because I'm the rest of the town, but I got one thing that's hard to be tried. I got class. That's right, ladies.
We're back. This is Liberty Lovers Unite right here Saturday afternoon on the K, uh, KIVA 1600 AM. I am your friendly neighborhood, Jaybird. I'm Liberty Nat. We are your Liberty Lovers, and we unite every Saturday here in the Kiva, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Thank you so much, you all, for joining us today. And Jaybird, uh, tell us a little bit about that music selection there. Yeah, that was music. Mm-hmm. They call it music <laughs> and good music, too. Yep. Okay. so. You know, uh, right now it's Saturday, December 10th. We're live. We're in charge, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're here, 505-266-1600. And Christmas is coming up. So I love Trans-Siberian Orchestra and the stuff mm-hmm. they do. Carol the Bells is a is a, a cool little treat. So that was the first one. And, of course, um, growing up, you know, I, I, I listened to one of my favorite groups of all time was the Fat Boys. That was the second part. Um it's a little bit of a sad piece, uh, not the song, but sad because um, on this day in 1995 was when the day that uh, Darren Robinson died. He was also known as the human beatbox from yes. the Fat Boys. So I thought that was appropriate, you know, like a little uh, tribute oh to him. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the last one, the one, the only, the OG Fat Man himself, <laughs> at least in music anyway, that was Fats Domino, baby. You got to yes. have Fats Domino in your day. <laughs> And Jaybird had to point it out to me earlier. The overarching theme of all this was Christmas. I didn't get the uh, fat references until he told me, you know, fat man, fat, jolly old Santa. Yeah, 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 I know. Laugh at me all you want, Eric. Yes, I, I totally missed a pop culture reference. But oh, no, well. no, I missed it, too. I oh, think you did, too. Funny. Oh, hey, You're see, so I'm not the only one. See, I'm all in red. <laughs> I'm a little overweight. <laughs> and you played music about a fat man. Okay. Okay, got it. Am I vain like that? Nah, probably not. Probably so. (laughs) I don't know. Well, 505-266-1600, if you would like to join the conversation with us in the Kiva, you are always welcome to join. And we're going to try to give you all a little bit more time today since I missed out on last week. So feel free to call in. And if you've got something you want to comment on that we've already talked about, and of course, we've been going over the whole Brit Brit versus the Merchant of Death. Uh, and of course, you know, Bi- Biden's, uh, you know, unending well of foolishness, it seems like. So if you want to comment on any of that or bring up something else or tell us something about your day. Oh, yeah. If uh, if Epro, if if, uh, if Mountain Bike John calls in, would you have what's that? What's that song by Johnny Cash? I'm I've been, I've been everywhere. everywhere. I've been everywhere. Yeah, man, have, have that queued everywhere. up just in case Mountain Bike John calls. Because Mountain Bike John, if you want to call in and tell us about your jaunts around and across Albuquerque, we would love to hear that. Yes, absolutely, that would be wonderful. So five zero five two six six sixteen hundred. If you want to join us here in the Kiva, in, so, oh. yeah, and well. Anyway, I'm sorry, I got to interrupt because I'm okay. really excited about this, you know, because okay. we, we, we have our, our email addresses, you know, I'm no poll cheating and that's N-O-P-O-L-L-C-H-E-A-T 
P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L-P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L-P-I-N-G. I kind of forgot how to spell that for a minute. At ProtonMail. At ProtonMail.com. And then what's yours, Natalie? LibertyNat at ProtonMail.com. So you all can feel free to, you know, uh, not just call in, but also email us. And apparently someone did email you, Jaybird. Yeah, and it's this is a fantastic idea. I love it. I love it. So, you know, Christmas is coming up, right? So so our, our dear listener here, um, and, and if you want, you please call in. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to, you know, dox you or anything here. But one of our listeners emailed and said, you know, the media would never report it. How many heads would explode if Amazon got a million orders to deliver the art of the deal to the White House? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, but I, oh, so I went, I, 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 I took a look at Amazon. And wouldn't you know it? Art of the deal. Art of the deal is there, but it's like $46 and supposedly only three copies left. What? That can't be right. That's what it says. Huh. I love this idea. I think, uh, if man, if we could make this happen, this would be awesome. Just, you know, if I would say if the book was like 20 bucks and we could mm. get it, uh, see how many people we get to just order it off Amazon and send it to the yeah, White House. Hint, hint. Your, Merry your, nego- Christmas. your negotiation skills need a little work, buddy, here. See, I really want Trump to run, uh, run and win in 2024 because I want to hear him say to Joe, you're fired. Yes, yes, that would be <laughs> awesome. Got to do that. So 505-266-1600 in the Kiva. Caller, you are on the line with the Liberty Lovers. Who do we have? Well, well, hello, this is Mega Man. Hey. Mega Man, speaking of, <laughs> just, how are you, sir? I just want to say anime Bullock. That's how long it's been since I've been on the radio. That's Tina Turner. Oh, yes. okay. Yes, he's answering what was her real name. I, that's how long it's been. Wow, you got, <laughs> wow. you remembered that? Dang. Awesome. Yeah, well, that was the time that, well, I loved her. I saw her live, mm. and she's like the most energetic, amazing singer uh, ever. She's one of the biggest. And so, uh, you don't forget, you don't forget Tina Turner. Yeah, I know. When, so I was, cool. when I was, when I was growing up, man, I had a huge crush on her and Shaw Day and, um, yeah. So anytime Tina Turner was on the TV or anything, I was just I was just glued to the TV, you know, because I'm like, and, she, and and I loved the music; it was cool. But they had, yeah, her her and the Ike ads, man, had so much <laughs> energy. <laughs> and the the female group that backed her, they they danced like crazy. Yeah, and, they uh, did. And they sang, you know. So it was a, just an amazing thing. But. uh yeah, I guess the whole uh, FTX thing is real interesting. I don't think anybody's even disputed that he gave $40 million to the nope. Democrats. Nope, no um, one has denied it. And it's on paper. Like, you can see it. It's on paper. Yeah. No one's bothering denying it. And you can always tell when something is true, um, especially if it's true and it harms the left, because they don't bother to deny it, but they try to deflect or in yeah. this case, there's a whole lot of nothing being said from their end about FTX. Like they they are trying to ignore this, which I find fascinating. I'm like, oh wow. Well, there, there there are some people that are trying to dispute it, but again, you know, they're trying to say that it was only twenty seven million dollars. But the but here's the thing though, is you know, the only real money that is generated with cryptocurrency is the real money that people put in to buy this cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is money that that's real money that is given for an idea, something that's not tangible, something that's not real, something that does not have a standard. 
And in order to let's let's just say let's give let's give this Fryhead benefit of a doubt. Um, let's say it was only twenty seven million dollars that he donated to the Democrat Party, and let's say okay, maybe he did some really uh, astute investing and managed to uh, generate twenty seven million dollars in profit. Okay, first of all, I mean we we know that's bunk because well, mm-hmm. <laughs> look, yeah. look at what happened to the company. All right. So we know he wasn't right. a good investor, but let's say maybe he possibly did that. How much money would you have to invest to get a return of $27 million? If you think about it, especially. Unbelievable. Yeah. Look at the time frame in which this all went down and you look at the stock market and how much would you have to invest to get a $27 million uh, profit? Right. It, astounding. So it looks like they just took. Yeah, it looks like they just took uh, Tom Brady's money is what they did. Yeah. Well, and, know, and the other thing. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Miss, Mr. Wonderful. Um, oh, what's his name? Kevin. Uh, he's on Shark Tank. Yeah, Mr. Wonderful Kevin. Yeah, he, he oh, lost, yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. he Mr. said, Wonderful. $15 million. Mr. Wonderful, yeah. but um, He even talked about it. But the thing is, though, he wasn't being named in the lawsuit, though. Uh, Tom Brady, his wife, and then this Fryhead guy, because apparently there's a class action lawsuit. And for some reason... Tom Brady has been named as a co-defendant, not Bill Clinton, not um, not not anybody, not any of these other politicians who were very clearly there at some of these events in, in the Caribbean where they were being held. None of these people who were speaking on behalf of this guy and this FTX company, none of them have been uh, named as co-defendants, but Tom Brady is. And I, I find that really just kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Why would you name him? Well, because he's a Trump supporter. Hmm. Exactly. Conservative. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other part is uh, any money that may have gone to the Republicans were Republicans like Murkowski and Collins. Right. <laughs> yes. You know? Not real so, Republicans. <clears throat> the idea that, 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 that this money somehow it was some kind of a fair contribution. No, it wasn't even close. And if they didn't get the money from Ukraine, well, I just want to see the books, you know, show me uh so show me complete uh, disclosure on where the money was uh, spent and where it went to in Ukraine. And you'll never find out where that money is going. <laughs> that's right. The, that's bil- right. the billions of dollars that are going to Ukraine, where's it going? Nobody knows what that's really doing. No. There could be a slush fund for the Biden family uh, being set aside by the Ukraine. Uh, you know, one of the most crooked com- uh, countries ever really mm-hmm. in the history of the world you know they they were a totally corrupt country so mm-hmm. um it's really interesting that all this money has to be spent to save democracy but <clears throat> they're destroying this democracy at the same time yeah taking taking ukraine at their word is like uh taking whitey bulger at his word saying he didn't kill anybody <laughs> exactly yeah okay everybody mm-hmm. knows that isn't true yeah and i, I wanted to touch on something else too uh People are asking, why did the U.S. Uh, overdose deaths uh, double between 2015 and 2021? Mm-hmm. And it's purely and simply because of Joe Biden refusing to enforce immigration laws and secure the border. Yeah. <laughs> and, every, you know, we you've talked about it. The drugs come, the fentanyl comes from China, mm-hmm. smuggled over the U.S. border through Mexico. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think for Christmas, all I wish is that this guy just get impeached. Uh, for his crimes alone, you know, 
and they had, you know, even more than that, the election interference and tampering that we were, were all hearing about through Twitter. Uh, I mean, how does that not touch the entire DNC uh, and Biden if you have election interference and you're telling uh, you're telling social media what to do, when to do, how to do it? And then Baker sits at the head as the lawyer overseeing uh, Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you guys have gotten into that yet, but uh, he's got massive influence peddling, dereliction mm-hmm. of duty, and lying to the American people on a regular basis. Wasn't he the one that said, uh, if you just get the COVID shot, you'll never get COVID? And, oh, yes. Uh, <clears throat> how many lies does this guy say on a regular basis? Almost every time he opens his mouth, it's another lie. So uh, all I want for Christmas is Joe Biden's impeachment. <laughs> you know, it <laughs> If it was a real country, they'd be on it already, uh, yeah. just saying, hey, you can't rig elections and you can't, uh, you know, have election interference and tampering. And even if you're just looking at it through uh, the the laptop, Hunter's laptop uh, debacle, that was uh, direct interference. And uh, anyway. Well, and, That's you know, my... also the, uh, you know, the fact that, that he was stupid enough, stupid enough to say on camera. Well, of course, because someone caught him coming or going, who knows, uh, without any of his handlers around. You know, why why would you, you visit our state, Arizona, and not visit the border? Well, there's more important things going on. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he doesn't have <laughs> that sort of mentality. He uh, he can he can fly thousands of miles to get to Arizona, but he can't fly another hundred miles to get to the border and talk to the border patrol. Exactly. <clears throat> you know because he he could care less. They want to flood the country. Uh, it's it's uh, a, it's a strange kind of genocide in its own little way. Uh, just uh, make it impossible for people to uh, exist in a in a normal manner because you're just going to disrupt everything. And and Marxism works best. When there's just tons of chaos, and yes. if you'll notice, the chaos just continues to go and go because uh, the, every time you you solve one problem or you get to the bottom of one problem, they're starting another problem to create even more chaos. Right. So, well, and that's why the the health crisis that has arisen out of COVID. You know, some people I talk to can't believe that. Well, how how could doctors and and, you know, the entire health care industry get behind basically degrading our health. Why would they do this if it's not healthy for us, et cetera? I'm like, well, you know, they have people from the top essentially pushing them into yeah. one thing or another. Well, yeah. And you have to understand, again, like we said earlier, they don't have our best interests at heart. An unhealthy population is a distracted population and is very easy to manipulate emotionally. So yeah, exactly. if you are unhealthy, it is very easy to play on your fears. Well, the doctors that, that, that came forward and, and told the truth uh, were canceled. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, they just, they just start eliminating your ability to earn a living or, or uh, you know, have any credibility by doxing you and, and completely uh, canceling you. So uh, if you can't and you can't talk on Twitter because uh, those people were shadowed and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it's amazing. It's all coming out, of course, but it's too late. The elections are over. And, uh, you know, hopefully the Republicans get a lot smarter in 24 Mm -hmm. 
so we can do something. But you, you can't change what's going on unless you can win some elections. Exactly. We need to win some elections. And we, we know people who are, who are fighting for change within the party. Um, we also know people who are fighting for change to our elections. And, yeah, I know, especially in New Mexico, that one, that's a tough one. That is a long yeah. shot. But we, we've we got well some patriots. To, uh, we need to change our new, new Venezuela or something. Hey, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Welcome to the communist state of New Mexico, folks. Yes. Yeah, maybe for, for New Year's you guys can do a show on, you know, what's coming, folks. Oh, we've kind of touched on that a little bit. I will say, I I will, I will tease out that I'm working on uh, another parody, possibly a communism parody. And I'm, I'm fooling around with the idea of bringing a past parody back. So we'll see. Well, and after our conversation with, with Mega Man today, (laughs) with you, um, we might have another parody. In, instead yeah. of all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. <laughs> all I want for Christmas is Joe Biden impeached. Yep. I'll work yep, on that. Yeah. Santa can maybe work a miracle. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not saying it just to be spiteful or bitter. It just is all this is just accumulating and uh, all the all the nasty deeds, you know. Yeah. And, and that's, just, that's just it. This, you know, what we're talking about here. This is not spiteful, you know. Calling him bonehead, I know is it's it, it sounds juvenile, and it's it's not spiteful. This is a man who brought in a Supreme Court justice who is black and thinks that pedophiles are just misunderstood art collectors. Yeah, this is a man exactly. who just unleashed the merchant of death upon the world while telling you and I we can't have guns because guns are dangerous. So this isn't, it's not, like you we're, say, uh, Mega, this isn't just a spiteful yeah. thing. This is, yeah, this is like, all the things yeah. that he's done. We just had it up to here and and we're done with it. He's got it's to only, go. And look, it's only our guns. That's it's right. only the hands of guns. And, and, in and legal, yeah, people. legal law-abiding citizens. Yeah, people who want to protect their families and their homes. And uh, yeah, and then, you know, and then we're guaranteed for the rolling blackouts later on in the year. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but don't worry, you'll have an electric we, car that you just can't drive. <laughs> man, it's it's so yeah, convoluted. It's it's ridiculous. You can't have an electric car unless you have electricity, you know, and you can't have electricity with uh, windmills and solar panels. So it's only going to do a two. What is it? Is it two percent or is it is it even twenty percent? I mean, it's not going to do it. Well, see, the, you're, you're going to. Yeah, I mean, the, the big issue is you have to have, you're going to have to have energy on reserve, which means large, large, large battery banks, large storage exactly. units, which are batteries. And yeah. those are made with rare earth minerals at this point. And much of yeah. that, um, 90% or north of that is from China. So wh- how exactly does this enrich the United States? Yeah, it's, it's, it's child labor in the Congo getting the cobalt. And it's the Chinese <clears throat> children in China uh, making the, the solar panels and all the good stuff. And something everybody else in the world should understand, if you're thinking that solar panels are going to save your butt, <laughs> I haven't even figured out I haven't even figured out what they're doing with them. I, I, they'll, they'll, they'll generate power, and I believe you're just selling your, your solar power back to P&M, who's taking it off your bill. If you have a blackout or a rolling blackout or anything else, your house is going to go as dead as a doornail unless you right. have the giant 
lithium backup mm-hmm. batteries, the Generac things or whatever you want to call them, uh, that are big backup batteries that the, your solar can charge up. But that's, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day. He's talking about 50 grand. And I said, geez, how many lifetimes would it cost me to have 50 grand worth of electricity to justify solar panels and the backup battery? Yeah, wow. see, and that's the thing with if you're going to have the battery backups, there, there, there are a couple of ways that it has to be done. You cannot, you cannot just build a battery backup system in your home. You can't put nope. it in the, the same residence that you're in. It needs to be in a ventilated, separate building uh, because when, when these things catch fire, uh, oh, yeah. it's absolutely insane mm-hmm. just oh, yeah. the, the damage that they do and the, the, the amount that they burn. So it's not safe to have them in your home. So they need to be in a separate building and then it needs to be ventilated. And there's, there's, there's all these different codes that you have to do it safely with. And then, then, then there's the cost of the batteries themselves and how much, how, how much are you charging and discharging? Because that's going to factor into how long those batteries last, uh, how long the, the batteries themselves last. Now, after uh, a certain life cycle, uh, you're going to have to replace those batteries. So now that that's another investment all over again. Um, it's, it's unreal. Yeah, it, it's it's it, it's it's <clears throat> to to be My, to be nice. It's poorly thought out, and to be realistic, uh, it's all just a big scam to to screw us all over. It's it's all wrong, and, the, and at some point in time, they're going to end up having to go back to fossil fuels, and it's it's all just a big exercise of futility, and it's all done at the hands of uh, we're going to make your life miserable. And, uh, you know, the beatings will continue until morale improves. Yes, yes. <clears throat> so to speak, you know. <clears throat> so, um, <clears throat> guys, you know, it's, it's uh, thank God you're there, uh, number one. Uh, I always thank God, you know, for uh, great things that happen yes. in our lives. And uh, you guys are definitely responsible for so much. I'll get off the phone and let some other people <laughs> have a chance. But uh, really enjoy you guys, and, and very Merry Christmas. This is going to be a great Christmas for you and the six children. That's just wonderful. It is. Yeah. Yeah. One, of, one of our children, of course, it's going to be their first Christmas. So awesome. we are looking forward awesome. to that. And we still believe that we live in the absolute best country in the world, where we still we so. have more freedoms than <laughs> yes. anywhere else. We so. hope it stays that way. That's yes. all I can say. Absolutely. Please wake up. America. Yes, please. The God bless America. And yeah, hey, if we don't talk to you before then, I'm sure we will next week. You have a Merry Christmas, sir. You you too. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, guys. And thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Always good to hear from you. It is 505 266 1600 here in the Kiva. If you want to join the conversation, feel free to call in. We love hearing from our listeners. You know, we may be the Liberty lovers, but you guys out there, you're our lizard people, man. You're our, you're our liberty-loving lizard people, and we are here for you because so many of you, and we've told this story before back in the day when we first started really protesting and becoming activists, we found so many people that felt alone. Like they were the only ones who thought this way or felt this way or thought that there was something wrong about This governor who said churches were dangerous and they should close or that a governor would have the power to tell you what to wear on your face. It was mind boggling to us just how many people would come up because, you know, we had stuff painted all over our van and say, wow, I thought I was the 
only one who felt this way. M- mind-boggling. We had no idea. We we didn't do this at first to, you know, at first to help others. We just like, well, we we feel like our voice is being taken away from us. We got to say something. But in the process, we discovered there were so many other people who felt the same way. The 505-266-1600. If you want to join the conversation in the Kiva caller, you are on the line with the Liberty Lovers. Who do we have? Oh, this is Tim. Hey, Um, Tim. How's it going, sir? Oh, pretty good. I figured I'd give you a call and call in a while. But um, anyway... Um, I don't know. Now, is Eddie, is, is he moving or <clears throat> to Vegas, right? Um, I don't know if anything's been confirmed on that end. I'd have to talk to him myself. Well, I don't know about a move, but as far as his radio program goes, the time slot's changing. He's going to be. Yeah. As far as I know, he's planning in the new year, I believe it is, yeah. on going instead of the 4 to 7 p.m. slot to 7 p.m. to, I think it's 10. Ooh, 7 to 11. 7 to 11. Yeah. yeah. I won't bell listen to him then because after about six o'clock, I'm not far away from you. Mm-hmm. His station just goes down to nothing down down here in Valencia County. Uh, so yes. we don't get him after about six o'clock, six thirty. That's it. So we won't be listening to him because Aww. he just unless I want to get in the pickup and drive twenty miles, fifteen miles mm-hmm. up to the border around Valencia County line. That's about where. A little south of there, on the reservation, that's about where it cuts out at. You could listen so, on Kiva.am just about anywhere if you have internet access. Kiva. Oh, no, I don't have, no, 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 no. I don't have a computer oh, or a gotcha. smartphone. Or, no. <laughs> anyway, though, I don't have a uh, none of that stuff. I, I don't comprehend it. Don't want nothing to do with it. No interest in it whatsoever. But anyway, um, in Arizona, um, I, I've talked to quite a few people over there. And Carrie Lake, she got hosed. She oh, got yes. screwed. Um, there's no doubt about it. But Blake Masters, nah. He got flattened. He just flat out got ran over. He didn't yeah. have a snowball's chance in hell. And it wasn't because Mitt, stupid, the turkey gobbler with no brains <laughs> at all. Um, oh, the one who says Trump's a rhino? No, 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 not that one. Well, no, Trump's not a rhino, but... <laughs> He's not a Barry Goldwater conservative, and I'm a Goldwater guy. And Trump's definitely to the left of my man Goldwater. I can tell you that. But anyway, um, the um, what happened is, see, you had a problem over there. You had Mark Brnovich, who was a proven warrior, an attorney general. I've talked to Brnovich about this. He goes, I don't know what happened, but Trump came in and brought this guy, Blake, who? Don't ever heard of him. Well, <laughs> That's a problem. Is there was a lot of Democrats who liked what Brnovich was doing on the border. All all the other guy did. Masters was talk about doing what Brnovich was doing. See, mm. that turned a lot of people off. They a lot of these people voted for Kerry Lake, but they refused to vote for Masters. So they voted mm. for Kelly. Trump couldn't figure this out. He could not. I, I seen this before. I even knew it. I knew that. So Trump cost us a seat in Arizona. Um, then he cost a seat in Georgia. So we're down two Senate seats because of the orange guy. And that's the problem. Well, regardless, regardless of how much that may have factored into. Oh, I believe that um, was 99% of the the votes. No, I I have to disagree with you there because I have seen the data from the election. 
um, like the real-time data from the election between Hobbs and Lake. And, and I've heard and I've heard several others um, you know, chime in on whether Carrie Lake was the best person to have won the primaries. But the fact of the matter is that she did win the Republican primary. And she was quite the rock star in Arizona. And when oh, it comes to, yeah, when it comes to name recognition, holy moly, she had it in spades. Yeah, she, but, she I mean, she didn't have much as far as looks go. She's got no hair, but I mean, um, <laughs> other than that, I mean, she looks like a buzz porcupine. But I mean, other than that, well, her philosophies and politics were good. And I, yeah. I liked her. I think she should be governor. But that sh- other one is a complete goofball. If you ever heard, if you ever heard her talk, oh. <laughs> that's why they. That's why she wouldn't debate Carrie Lake. That's why they tried as much not to have her out in public because uh, she was me, a disaster. Be, Carrie Lake should have won by default because yes. if you're not willing to debate somebody, then you shouldn't be on the ticket. Well, and not only that, but if if you saw some, a lot of the shenanigans that went on with the voting in oh, Arizona, the were down. Um, it, it was let's, just a fiasco. Yeah, let's well, let's put it this way: they knew that Carrie Lake was a rock star. They didn't want to juxtapose Katie Hobbs against Carrie Lake. Katie Hobbs didn't want that herself, of course. Um, but Katie Hobbs is the Secretary of State over there. There's your problem. So, yeah, that, that's number one. And then number two, they, their election machines were working just fine all 30-some days, whatever, of the early election. Oh, so all the Democrats all, vote, yeah. Yeah, all, all, all the entire early election period, not a problem. And then, boom, suddenly a problem on Election Day when they knew that most of the Republicans were, we're going to turn vote. out. Right. Also, yeah. most of the problems were in majority Republican counties and precincts that's that's another thing that the news doesn't talk about very much oh, this and then if by, you watch by design yeah if, if you watch the the data as it came in um and we had somewhat the same thing here happen even with the gubernatorial race but and other races as well well we had but that we had, who siphoned off three and a half percent off yeah there, there was that too see this is just the thing is it's not any one thing that contributed no. To a loss. One thing you have to give the Democrats is their strategy is we're not going to put all our eggs in one basket. We're going to blitz the heck out of the opposition and overwhelm them. Exactly. They designed the system. How are you going to beat someone who designed the system that you're playing by? It is not going to happen. It's like, how do you overthrow a government that's already been overthrown? This Mm -hmm. government's been overthrown since 1968. Yeah. How are you going to overthrow it again? The communists have been in charge for 54 years. Um, you're not going to do nothing about it. Yeah, you they've... can call them whatever you want to call them. You can call them deep state. But mm-hmm. the, we used to call them the Illuminati, secret society, fat boys oh, yeah. club, probably before <laughs> you were even born. But this is nothing new under the sun. I've been watching this stuff for 48, 50 years. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's not over that. I heard my dad and uncles talking about this back in the mid-60s. 65, 66. They said Chicago was going to happen in 68. Did exactly what happened. That's when they overthrew the Democratic Party. That's that's it. Yeah. Well, same but, thing. Um, same thing in New York with Rudy Giuliani. They yeah, they well, had that enough. Was much and, later, but yeah, that yeah. was quite a bit later. But I mean, Trump though, he's going to have to step aside. Um, it, it's just I don't know why he had to announce. What has he done since he's announced? Besides zero and get indicted and accelerate everything. If he would have just waited and let Herschel run the ball 
into the goal line, across that goal line and win. No, I, I have to disagree with you there again because I've because been he, watching the, da- the election data. Well, because Herschel, here's the thing. Herschel Walker was not going to win that election no matter what. Like we said earlier well, in the show, nothing changed in no, Georgia's right. election between right. the general election and the runoff. They cheated the same way that they did at first. And, and I know it sounds fantastic, you all, and I'm, and I'm going uh, to put a picture of it in because the same exact thing happened. They started with a dump of, a, of 30% more votes for the Democrat, for Warnock, and then there's various dumps of more, you know, we're talking hundreds well, of thousands of ballots throughout the night, and then the decreases. Who so, is running the elections in Georgia? Yeah, right. Well, right now there's... Um, it's the Rockefeller lot, of yeah. the Republican Party. Well, That's the Rockefellers, okay? Well, Rockefellers, plus there's, term, there's a lot are. of other organizations that get money that you can kind of say is filtered or laundered um, from Democrats. And a big one, too, is remember Joe, uh, Joe Biden actually signed a, well, what did he call it? It, it was an initiative to protect our election integrity. I think last year he or earlier this oh, year he God. signed, and actually it's always the opposite of what it they was say. exactly. It was the Everything. exact opposite. The it funneled acceleration act. Yeah, it funneled it money into specific right. special interest groups. That right. oh, it turns out that hey, they were in charge of ballot but harvesting. The other thing hmm. that's exactly it. The other thing is. I have to say the Griner deal, I think it's a it's a plus. Here's why. Now, I'm looking at it from my man Vladimir Putin. Now, <laughs> this international arms dealer guy is gonna help Putin hopefully wrap that war up in Ukraine. And um he's gonna also organize he can this guy's not just an arms dealer. Oh, this no, guy here not. can organize the um the mercenaries and everything they're going to go in there and they're going to finally clean house in in Ukraine and get it done with once and fall we'll be done with it and 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 the light bulb head will be scratching his head just like he was over in Afghanistan how that fiasco was but it's, someone's got to win Putin needs a win get it over with be done with it and move on that's how I look at it and this Griner thing. She's a disgrace. I mean, I think she should have stayed there. I would have got the other guy out. You know, that's if you're going to do something, Absolutely. get something for this. Yeah. We got nothing. I mean, we got nothing in return. She has no value of anything. I mean, she has no political value. She's useless. I mean, I don't know what they brought her back for. I don't. You go to another country and you break their drug laws. That is your problem. And then she spit on our flag. She does not respect our flag. I say let her stay there and let Big Vlad take care of her. I mean, homosexuals in in that country over there, it's a tough road to hold. That's why I have so much more respect for that country than our country. I lost respect for this country the day Ronald Reagan stepped down. That's when my respect started declining rapidly. But over there, that kind of stuff, abortion, pedophilia, homosexuality, lesbianism, it's not tolerated. So that shows to me that they are have a much higher moral standard as a nation and a society than what we will ever have. 
That's just how I look at it, you know. But I hope Vlad wraps that thing up and gets it done. I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> it is a money funneling operation. They're embezzling from us. They're wiping yeah. our munitions out. They're taking our money, giving it to Ukraine. Then some of it's bouncing back to the DNC. It is a bottomless pit of money. Get it over with. That's well, how I look at it. The other thing, too, though, is um, I don't necessarily think that the merchant of death himself is going to... Uh, uh, well, help end the war because uh, keep in mind too, and this was back from an um, article back in March of 2008, but Victor Bout actually was used by government contractors from the U.S. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. paid his firms roughly $60 million to fly supplies into Iraq in support of the U.S. war effort. And from well, 2003 through at least 2005, Pentagon contractors actually used air cargo companies known to be connected to about to fly about a thousand supply trips in and out of Iraq. So well, the guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, he does. Kind of he's connected. And, um, and I don't know if that maybe another option is that, uh, well, uh, maybe they're going to leverage arms from China. Yeah. China's got better weapons than Putin does. Uh, Putin is mainly set for a nuclear war. He's not set for a conventional war. He's not. China has got much better conventional weapons. Well, and I, I personally and I don't think, think I don't think that Putin ever intended to quote win a ground war here. Um can't say no, exactly no. what his head is, but I don't think his goal was to completely dominate and hold Ukraine. Because that's no, a very, he, very expensive proposition. Right. I think he needs to secure that eastern part and get his warm water port secured mm-hmm. and call it a day. And also, also disincentivize NATO from accepting the Ukrainians into NATO. Well, I agree with the former president, Donald Trump. Um, I, I mean, he wasn't my favorite president, but he was up there. I mean, he's... He definitely got had. more done than anyone in recent yeah. years. He's the best president we've had since Reagan. Yes. But he was not as good as Reagan, but he was the best one we had since Reagan. No doubt about it. And I agreed with him on his uh, position on NATO. NATO is an outmoded, useless sponge of an organization. <laughs> they suck off us. They break us. They're useless. Uh, just like the EU is another useless organization. They, they'd be, they ought to be defunded and de- defunct because they're useless. They're brainless pinheads. And uh, I, that I agree with Trump on there. There was a lot of things I agreed with him on. There were some things he was a complete bonehead on. But for the most part, you know, he'd done a pretty good job given the hand he was dealt, you know. But uh, he definitely he was not Reagan or Goldwater, I have to say that. But he was the best one we've had since Reagan, no doubt about it. Much better than, than the Smoshy Bushy. No <laughs> doubt about that. The Smoshy Bushy's just yeah, did I'll agree with, with Yeah, I'll agree with you there on you know, that so, one. And much know. better if we, than if we'd have got Mitt Romney. In 2012, I told everybody, <laughs> I'm not even going to, don't bother voting Obama's going to flatten him down like the cow pie. This guy don't have a prayer. I don't know. I don't know why we even had an election in 2012. We should have just conceded it and just went on, you know, because Biden, I mean, Obama just ran right over and beat him by 7 million votes. I mean, it wasn't even a contest, you know, so that's just how I look at it. But anyway, I'll let you go and you folks have a good weekend. Well, thank you so much, Tim, for calling in. It's always good to hear from you, sir. Okay, bye. 505-266-1600 in the Kiva if you want to join the conversation. You know, we we do not always agree with our listeners. It's true. But, hey, 
We are not here to necessarily agree with you all. So sometimes we don't see eye to eye, and that's okay. Jay Bird and I happen to believe that uh, Donald Trump was the best president in modern U.S. history. And yes, that even includes Ronald Reagan. Um, and we're hoping that he will run again in 2024. That's, a, that's our own personal thing. I know a lot of different people have different opinions about that one. But hey, we shall see. Uh, sometimes our opinions don't matter on, uh, you know, they, they don't really have a factor on reality because the fact of the matter is if there's going to be a primary, uh, we'll, we'll see who comes out of the primary, you know, no, we know me, who we're going to yeah, vote yeah, for. No, for me, I, I still think, actually, I still think Reagan was the best, but I think Trump is a very close second because of what he did to the economy. First of all, you know, we came out of that stuff. We came out of having a president for two terms who said, we're never going to have more than, what was it? What did he say? Never more than 2%. 1.8 or 2% GDP, gross domestic product. This is is a man who clearly just isn't willing to fight for this country. You know, I'm talking about Obama when he said that. So we went from having that to a man who, um, well, proved him wrong and turned the economy around. Hmm. So that, that to me is worth so much. Because, you know, what, what Trump did for this country was, was and absolutely And on the world amazing. stage, too. Uh, did, you know, remember all the scare of, uh, oh, he, Trump is going to start World War III. Did, did, he, did he start any wars? Gee, how, how many uh, more wars did Trump start than Biden? No, he kept, he kept Putin in check. And, and now look at where we are. And North Biden's Korea. Biden's in the White House and Putin and has Iran. invaded Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Trump, zero wars. Biden. At least one war, uh, an Afghanistan fiasco, that's for sure, that got people killed. North Korea, well, they'll, they're a wild card now because, I don't know, they're testing stuff again. Iran, they're testing nuclear or supposedly want to test nuclear weapons again. Um, some people say they're not. Eh, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're on the verge of uh, possibly more than one war here under Biden. So, gee, I don't know, folks. Well, you know, what do you think? Do it with Trump better president, Reagan better president. Who, who do you think was the best? I think definitely Trump and Reagan are right up there, neck and neck. Reagan, I will give you, was more articulate. He was he was definitely very witty and more articulate in the way that Washington at the time accepted. And and the media, by the way, still loved to hate on Reagan and made fun of him. No matter what, uh, understand that Trump could have had a silver tongue and the media still would have treated him exactly the same way that they did as a yeah. pariah. He had the most gorgeous wife, bilingual immigrant first lady. I mean, Vogue should have been begging for her to grace their cover. But no, they, they treated her like a pariah and and didn't want anything to do with her. It just goes to show. It doesn't matter how good of a president Trump was. He was the wrong party as far as the media was concerned. So, yeah, they they absolutely raked him over the coals every single chance they got. And does it really surprise anyone that he's been indicted? Remember, folks, if you're not familiar with how how uh, the justice system works, a ham sandwich can get indicted. Y- you can indict anyone in in the justice system. Indictment means nothing absolutely nothing it's what comes after the indictment you know what can you make stick 
That's what matters. Just like Trump's been impeached two times. Yeah, that's where your fair day in court comes in. Exactly. So Trump's been impeached two times. Uh, okay. All the Democrats managed to do with that, with Nancy's, he, he is impeached forever. All she managed to do. Yeah, I know. I do that a little too well. Eric is kind of scared over there. Like, wait, what? Where's Nance? <laughs> But uh, all, all Nancy managed to do was cheapen the value of impeachment. They impeached him twice thinking, oh, we'll really stick it to him. Yeah, no, you, his base just kind of clung to him more than ever. And those who already hated him, well, they already hate him. Impeached or not, they were already going to hate him. That's it. So it's really all about trying to move the middle. And I'll tell you what, folks, the, the Democrat Party right now, I have a feeling pretty soon they're going to cut Joe loose and turn him into their scapegoat because he has done no favors for the Democrat Party. His his approval rate, what was it last I looked? Um, was it below 40 yeah. percent? I think it might have been below 40 percent, uh, 38 or something. Or maybe I'm thinking Kamala Harris. Well, whichever hers is lower than yeah, hers. hers is actually lower than his. They're there. It's in the two. It's in the toilet. Their approval rating has never, never has there been a president with such a low approval rating than one Joseph Robinette Biden. And my gosh, what were his parents thinking when they gave him that name? 505-266-1600. Here in the Kiva, caller, you're on with Jaybird and Liberty Nat. Who do we have? You've got Dictionary Dave. Dictionary, Dave. Do you have uh, any words for us, words of wisdom or definitions? I was trying to look up Balenciaga last week. Ooh. Show last weekend. (laughs) And I've been so infirmed, I'm looking at the library and I'm going, there they are. All those books with all those definitions, (laughs) but I can't get to them. Oh. Well, yeah, I, hope, I hope you're feeling okay. Oh, I'm doing a whole lot better. I've been having dreams that I actually get up and walk now. <laughs> <laughs> so now all we have to do is make it a reality and you'll be good to go. That's a few more weeks away, but I'm working on it with physical therapy and everything. So every day above ground is always a good one. And every day with further progress is just the same. This is true. This is true. Yeah. And I was interesting to hear some of the other callers, the regulars, as usual, mm-hmm. and how they were talking about, okay, Reagan was the greatest, okay. Now, we've got Biden is the worst. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I don't know that there's any debate on that. <laughs> how many people actually remember the the uh, Obama years? Mm, yeah. Uh, this part of Valencia County from Isleta all the way down to the south end of Belen. It looked like a dang ghost town. Mm-hmm. Businesses on 47 were shutting down, 314. The drug addicts were rampant. I mean, it was a horrible scene. And that's just here locally. I mean, we would go up to uh, visit with the youngest boy in Washington. And there were parts outside uh, Salt Lake in Utah that looked like absolute ghost towns. Yeah. There was a place that was a, uh, what was it, in Oregon. Operational cement factory got shut down, got stripped of all precious metals or semi-precious metals. Then it was just a ruin. It looked like uh, you know ancient Rome, 
And the last time we went through, it was completely erased. And all the people that lived in that area that worked at that plant, you know, there's for sale signs here and there and everywhere. And there's nobody working. There's nobody doing anything. And to try to criticize Trump for what he did, it was like a, the quickest one economic 180 I have ever seen. The uh, businesses alone, 47 started to come back. The jobs started to come back. Next thing you know, these young guys that uh, got themselves a decent paying job, they're buying brand new trucks, they're buying houses, spend a body like there's no tomorrow. And that was wonderful. I was like, okay, if the Democrats succeed in washing Trump out, because one of those things, um, you can always tell how good of a job a gentleman is doing or a person when it comes to the economics. When the enemy is throwing more and more ammo at them than there is available. Yes. Yeah. They're exaggerating things, uh, making things out of, well, making things up, you know, hence the witch hunt. And, uh, or even using things that, well, like, let's say for Clinton, you know, uh, talk about shenanigans and infidelity. He did it in the White House. And they try to show that they try to throw Trump's past. At him, I'm like, yeah, you you guys kind of burnt that bridge with Clinton when you're like, just move on. It doesn't matter who he diddled in the White House or the Oval Office. Move on. Moveon.org. Yes. Um, but, you know, my, my whole take, too, with the economy is that under Obama, we already weren't doing too well from Bush. So Obama right. didn't have as far to take us down. And I really believe that Obama's job also was to tank the United States economy. And he got us down to, what was it, 1.8 GDP? Wow, what an accomplishment. He was really doing his job well, if you consider that his job was to bring America's economy down and crash us. And we had such a long, drawn-out recession with him that I think some people got uh, inoculated to it, if you will. But we weren't doing well under Bush. So he didn't have as far, Obama didn't have as far to take us down. But the deal with Biden right now is that Trump took us so far up so fast after Obama tanked our economy that it was kind of like whiplash, like, whoa, now we're doing really well. And so Biden has had the tough job, but someone's got to do it, you know, of bringing down this economy that was just wildly successful. And granted, he had the whole COVID scandemic to kind of help him out with all of the uh, unnecessary lockdowns and mask mandates. But even then, it was it's still quite a job for him. So there is more of a juxtaposition between Joe Biden and Trump than, say, there was between Obama and Bush. And it's rather interesting that uh, Biden was able to get us in such a nosedive so hard, Mm -hmm. so fast. And if you were to judge his promises he's doing really well oh, he's yeah. going to try to destroy oil destroy coal destroy energy and the interesting thing is okay you're going to kill the economy you're going to kill society you're going to import the enemy you'll let the borders wide open you dummy mm-hmm. and and he's like oh yeah everything is going great according to my plan well your plan is the suicide of a nation so yeah, yeah. i think everything and i'm too plan. busy to visit the border yeah 
there's there's that as well. Well, I th- I think actually Biden has us um, at least at or possibly lower than Obama had us. And if you look at the prices of gas, I mean that's one way to look at it. Um, he he definitely mm-hmm. d- did a better job than Obama at raising the price of gasoline. Definitely, yeah. yeah well, he takes the cake on that one. Yeah, you sabotage basically the engine of uh, our society. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is, uh, looking back historically, about the same time that humanity discovered fossil fuels, you know, the use of coal, oil, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, the carbon level in the atmosphere was decreasing, food production was decreasing, mm-hmm. temperatures were decreasing. And then with the Industrial Revolution and all that, things got warmer. Carbon <laughs> got higher. Plant food was abundant. Yeah, plants kind of love CO2. <laughs> it's like the Netherlands are trying to say nitrogen is a pollutant. Hmm. Uh, it's most abundant. Well, then most why do farmers pay food. so much for nitrogen additives to amend the soil? Hmm. Yeah, why am I using chicken poop to help my uh, plants grow? Exactly. And then there's the CO2. Some of the students at UNF when I was there were like, oh, no, it's it's a disaster that the Amazon's burning. I'm like, uh, do you realize what's in here? It may be fall for us, but it's spring for them, and they're burning their fields getting ready to exactly. plant. If they don't burn their fields to get rid of the noxious weeds. They don't, they they don't, have, they don't eat. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's like, yeah, learn, yeah. A, learn a little bit about some other countries first before you go panicking about that. Mm. Yeah, those are man-made fires. <laughs> and they, and yeah. the, by the way, they've been doing that in the Amazon for, I think, over 100 years, if not more. Longer, yeah. Yeah, yeah even longer. The, adi- yeah, the indigenous population there, that uh, the, the agrarian indigenous population has been burning fields you know, or to make fields, burning forests to make fields for a long, long, long time. So yeah, it's worked for them for a couple hundred years at least. So can't knock it. Yeah. Well, and they, the potassium nitrate that comes out of the uh, ashes of right. the uh, burned that is another plant food. That's right. Yeah. Perfect soil amendment. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Dave. Got to get to another caller here, but you are welcome anytime, sir. And I hope you feel better. We will definitely keep you in our prayers. Always making progress. Thank you. Thanks, sir. 505-266-1600 here in the Kiva. Caller, you are on the line with the Liberty Lovers. Who do we have? Hey, uh, you, got, you got Ralph. Uh, who is this? Ralph. Ralph? Oh, Ralph. Ralph. Hey, Ralph. What have you got for us, sir? Oh, well, I've got um, so much for you. I've got um, some... Um, um, monetary that we we can play around and get to the um court, but I've got like seventy five hundred tons of gold. Of gold. Gold. Ah, okay. And um, you you could um. Receive it just by going to the bank. I've got. 
Okay. Well, well, I'm, I'm glad to glad to hear about your goal, no, Ralph. No, but if you if you don't have anything to to well, sit, uh, comment uh, on about the show, yeah. Okay. I I think we'll. Uh, sorry. A nice attempt at an infomercial there, Ralph. But no, thank you. We're we're good. We're set. Five zero five two six six. 1600 in the Kiva. Caller, you're on with the Liberty Lovers. Who do we have? Hi, Liberty Lovers. This is Anne. How are y'all today? Hey, Anne. We are doing good. How are you today? Good. I'm good. Thanks. A little tired, but um, as Dictionary Dave would say, every day above ground is a good day. That's <laughs> right. Yep. We're blessed to be alive. Yeah. Absolutely. I love your show and listen to it whenever I can. And I did hear Dictionary Dave mention that he was looking up um, the definition of Balenciaga. Uh-huh. And I heard someone on um, Mike Adams, the Health Rangers show this week saying that um, it, it's actually three words. Bal mm-hmm. is actually a shortening of B-A-A-L, which uh-huh. is Bale. Satan. Yes. Bale, excuse me. And then Enciaga in some kind of ancient language it is is king so it means satan is king yeah is horrifying. we'd we'd heard we'd heard about that i haven't seen i haven't seen anything um dictionary.com i had looked that up and all they have is oh it's a french fashion designer born in spain yeah but they don't really go into the etymology of it, right. it is a Paris-based luxury company, presumably in the business of selling beautifully, exquisitely crafted goods. I do like that they put the word presumably in the definition. Yeah, because <laughs> that's their cover. That's their front. Um, does, does Balenciaga uh, definitely have some questionable morals? And I actually heard about an absolutely horrid picture. I haven't seen the picture yet. I asked a listener to send it to me. Um, she said that she had seen an ad that had a woman covered in blood holding two infants covered in blood. And that was a Balenciaga oh, ad. She's like, yeah, I have no idea what they were selling beyond uh, maybe Satan worship. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, th- mm-hmm. that might actually be a you know, not far off the beaten path in guesses. So, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. And I've heard that their parent company also sells um child-sized dolls that um, uh, um, and I'm not going to go farther than that. Exactly. You can, yeah. Anyhow, I wasn't sure if you all had heard about the um, Satan is King, but I do, it's just like, it just, it gets worse and worse. The more I hear about them. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's unfortunately, I, I feel kind of icky whenever I dive into that. I mean, we, I, I need, I feel like I need to at least know, um, enough of the basics of what's going on and enough to distinguish, you know, fact from rumor. It's why we hadn't exactly commented on the origins of the name just yet, because I haven't been able to confirm it. But again, these days, uh, there's so much weird information out there. Sometimes confirming these things is a little hard, and you have to sometimes make a a decision to trust a source. Absolutely. And I, um, you know, I don't know where this guy heard it, read it, whatever, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's like, that. unfortunately, it sounds like it's about truth, and that just makes me, that gives me the chills. Well, I can, so. I can tell you that the Balenciaga modern times came from a name, Cristobal Balenciaga, who is the founder of the company. 
and he was oh, born okay. back in 1895 in uh, in northern Spain. So okay. where where the name came from before that family, eh, that's kind of anyone's guess right now. But it Absolutely. was uh, in the 1950s was when he kind of started creating new fashion silhouettes for women, and and that's where the company name came from. So. Yeah, House Balenciaga is what it used to be known as. Yes. So yeah, it was it was a family name. Do we know for sure where that family name came from? Eh, not as of yet. But uh, I think I think one can definitely argue that um, they're kind of doing the work of the devil right now. I, I think that's not far fetched. So well, thank you so much. And anything else before we let you go? God bless you, and uh, y'all are awesome, and you're doing God's work, and we so appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate that. You have yourself a great night. 505-266-1600 here in the Kiva if you want to join the conversation. We've got about 45 minutes left in the show, and we're always happy to take callers. It feels so good to get back to taking calls, doesn't it, Jaybird? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I just, I want to talk about something too, you know, uh, a little bit ago, Tim had mentioned that he thinks that, you know, Trump had a lot to do with, um, uh, Herschel Walker not winning in, in, in Georgia, you know, and, and I've been looking at this, uh, I, you know, I, I don't agree with that at all. Um, and the, and the reason that I don't agree with that is I'm looking at there, there's just, you need to look at the, the big picture really. And, when I look at the big picture, this one question pops into my head and it's like, what is wrong with Atlanta? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with those people? Um, and, and the reason that I bring that up, because there's a couple of churches down there that are just stunningly off base. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, not, not, not just Warnocks, not just Warnocks either. Right. Not just Warnocks, but. um, Yeah, I mean, he's he's. He's in with this, this whole, this, I don't even know what it's there. They considered themselves Baptists, but I think they very clearly, (laughs) they very, very clearly are not Christians and they very, very clearly do not read the Bible. Um, And and the reason that I say that, you know, you know, Warnock, obviously um, he's, he's been investigated for um, fraud, fraud, embezzlement. Yeah. With one of his church companies. So, uh, yeah. I mean, first of all, he's he's not a nice man, but and there's already questions about where some of his campaign money may have come from. Right, and I guarantee you, one of his friends down there is another pastor by the name of Jamal Bryant, mm-hmm. who's also um in a Baptist church. He's at New Birth Missionary Baptist, and this is a problem. This church has a membership. They they figure the membership is right around twenty five thousand people, so it's not a small church. It's a big church. And here's the problem with this church. I mean, first of all, it's not it's not Bible-based at all. I mean, they completely have thrown the Bible out the window, and they're just doing their own thing. Because Jamal Bryant has decided now that the church is getting into the marijuana business. They're going to start growing and cultivating and selling and training people on how to grow marijuana. He's got, they've got a lot of property. They want to use it. They want to generate income. This is how they are going to generate income by selling marijuana. Okay. So wait, God. So so instead of say saying uh, hail Marys, it's going to be puff puff pass. Yeah, puff puff give. 
puff, puff, give, puff, puff, give. Instead well, that, of a, that's a different Mary. <laughs> instead of an offering plate passed around, it's going to be a joint being passed around. There isn't any frankincense and myrrh. It's going to be joints, baby. And, you, you know, the, the reason that I, okay, so, you know, when you look at the Bible, you look at 1 Peter 8, it, it, it's very clear here. 1 Peter 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. First thing right there, be sober. Yeah, it's right there in the Bible. And so here's this Baptist church, quote unquote, Baptist church. And they're going to start selling marijuana. But OK. All right. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can maybe you can look at that and kind of say, you know, I kind of get what they're coming from. But here's the other problem. They're also pro-choice. They think abortion is OK. Yeah. And I, even oh more so, gosh. Jamal he, Bryant says Jesus is pro-choice. Yeah, he said Christianity is in and of itself pro-choice. Uh, what? And and we don't say anything because a lot of black churches are white evangelicals in drag. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hmm. Or well, not okay. That's that's horrible. Uh, how are you leading this effort to try to change the narrative? How are you making sure that more people think like this, or at least have this? conversation he says i'm mindful that i'm not after christians i'm after people who don't go to church churches are just recycling people from other churches i'm looking for people who smell like weed oh (laughs) yeah wow seriously there won't be frankincense and myrrh in that church for christmas it's gonna be weed baby wow but anyway so the point here is that when you got garbage like this, when you've got nonsense like this, when you've got when you've got these people who are being led by Satan, who have this this golden forked tongue here, when you have these people that have a congregation of twenty five thousand people, I think it's very reasonable to say that Warnock winning had more to do with this twisted satanic preaching that came from these supposed Baptist churches down there, then it did anything to do with Trump. <laughs> I think it has more to do with the, the, the deception of people who think they're following Christian churches down there than it does anything to do with Trump. I think that's it. I think Walker losing has nothing to do with Trump and maybe everything to do with these people like Jamal Bryant and of course, you know the the, well, the thief Raphael Warnock himself. Yeah. Well, not not everything because of course there's still the uh, the Dominion machines in there. And yes, I I know some people get frustrated when you keep mentioning the Dominion machines, but we're going to keep mentioning them because they are a problem. They are a huge problem. They are not the only problem, folks. We get that. Yes, people still got to turn out to vote. Uh, the, yes, there is still a large part of the population that is still voting Democrat for some very odd reason. And they just they don't do their homework. OK, yeah, we get that. But it also doesn't help that we have machines that have not been uh, certified um, counting all of our votes and tabulating them in very fishy manners and, and putting out results that when you track them in real time, Huh, you 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 lose votes and you have periods where they count backwards. Yeah, again, this this happened just this past week with uh, Herschel Walker and Warnock in the runoff. Yeah, there's two periods at least 
where they lose votes. Huh? And after every single vote dump where there's a large gain in votes and then a vote recession, I guess you could call it when votes are lost, the ratio between Warnock's votes and Walker's votes widens. So when there's a, you know, hundreds of thousands of more votes within a five minute period get counted somehow, uh, the rate, the gap between Warnock and Walker would increase. Likewise, when votes would mysteriously decrease and disappear, the gap between Warnock and Walker would increase. It's very fascinating to watch, folks. So, again, there isn't any one thing that you can say contributes to Republicans' losses across the board. It's a bunch. Again, the Democrats got to hand it to them for strategy. They're not counting on any one thing to win. They're attacking us on 30 fronts, and that's why we have to wage a 30-front war. So uh, I do. Oh, I do want to put out 505-266-1600. We are still taking calls if you all want to call in. That's great. Um, but I want to give you all an update on some of the some of the warriors for election integrity here in New Mexico. Uh, Ramona Goolsby, you know, we've had her on a couple times now as a guest here in the studio, and she just sent me some documents that she has actually filed for the Supreme Court of the state of New Mexico against Maggie Toulouse-Oliver in her official capacity as Secretary of State, uh, among other officials. And they're basically, they she filed an emergency petition for writ of mandamus and a request for stay from the Supreme Court. And th- this is basically against Maggie Toulouse-Oliver in her capacity as Secretary of State. Um, again, among, there's some other officials listed here. And it's seeking relief from the harm caused uh, to our in violation of our right of suffrage, and it specifically mentions New Mexico Constitution, Article Two, Section Eight. It guarantees all elections shall be free and open, and no power, civil or military, shall at any time interfere to prevent the free exercise of the right of suffrage. And this includes the guarantee of integrity and insurance that the vote cast will count the right for each elector to have his or her vote be counted within a system that is designed to safeguard those votes and protect the integrity of the vote. So this makes the case that the safeguard has been removed from the petitioner and all qualified electors of this state, and it is the legal certification of the voting system. Therefore, the matter is of great public interest and importance. So this is one of the things, one of the fronts that is being fought one of the battles being fought by several very, very dedicated people to try to put a stop and a stay to the election being certified. So I just thought that I would update you all on that. This has been filed. We don't have, of course, uh, a response yet from the Supreme Court. We'll let you know probably what that is next week. 505-266-1600 here in the Kiva Caller. You are on the line with the Liberty Lovers. Who do we have? This is Thomas. Hi, Thomas. Thomas. Hey, how's it going, sir? Uh, I'm kind of upset with your comments not long ago about those people in Georgia or in Atlanta. And then you describe Reverend Warnock as a committed fraud. and Potentially. Potentially. He's actually being investigated right now. 
um, because oh. of what was it, Jaybird? One of his was it a five hundred one C three, I believe, in connection with his church and um, some funny business with the funds from that five hundred one C three. Uh huh. But that sounds like Donald Trump, isn't he? Just got sued for fraud in the state of New York. Uh, well, he's been indicted. However. Uh, nothing has come of that. If you recall earlier, we explained how in the judicial system, you can actually bring an indictment against anyone. Yes, I know. I'm a former police officer, so I know about indictment. But he has been charged and indicted. So uh, you you have basically in your statements saying like, Warnock haven't been even indicted, but Trump has, and that's okay with you all. But for Warnock and those people in Georgia, and I, I'm thinking you mean those black people in Atlanta that favored Warnock over Herschel. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I, okay, I have stop to, I have right to there. Stop, stop you right there. there. First of all, don't call don't. into our radio show and call us racist. You don't know the first thing about us if that's what you're gonna if that's what you're calling us. And please you don't can put, stop that. First of all, we're not. Now, second mouth. of all, when we're saying those people, we're talking about the people that go to his church and give him money. And we're talking about the people that go to Jamal Bryant's church and give him money. So when I say those people, I don't know what color their skin are and I don't care. What I'm talking about are the people yeah, that but, are giving them money. That's yeah, what we're but, talking about here. And, spe- and specifically also the fact that um, in, in Jamal's case, um, they're looking at actively growing weed and promulgating the practice of growing weed through the church. That's what that that's what his old deal. And if you don't believe us, you can, you can go look it up online. Um, he said so himself that he he wants parishioners who smell like weed. Those are his own words. And actually, he he uses he calls some of them black. He says he's looking to train black males in growing weed. Those are from his quotes. Uh, is it my question to you then? Is marijuana legal in Georgia? Uh, frankly, we don't care if it is or isn't. It's legal right now in New Mexico. We don't like yeah. it, regardless of what state that you're in. And we don't believe that any church should be leading their flock in promulgating something that, as Jaybird pointed out, uh, is completely against uh, the passage from First Peter, which basically calls all of us Christians to be sober. And there's other verses that call us to be of sound mind. We weren't discussing the legality of it. Obviously, in Georgia, it is legal to an extent, hence uh, that pastor, Jamal, is so, able to okay. go ahead and promulgate it through the church. So so you're saying that he shouldn't tell his flock to go out and grow marijuana, which is legal, and like they do businesses open up all throughout this country now growing marijuana. No, it's because it's not an issue of business. It's an issue of the church and Christianity. Well, let, let me ask you this, too, as a police officer, because you said you're a former police officer. Are you comfortable with people smoking weed, getting high and getting behind the wheel and driving around? No more than you are comfortable with drunk driving here in New Mexico. Correct. Good. Good. Thank That's you. That's something point. we can agree on. Then where, 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 where does this help? 
How does this help by growing marijuana and telling people, you know what, grow marijuana, smoke marijuana, and and it's okay. When you normalize it, you end up with people behind the wheel driving high. Can you dispute that? Can you say that doesn't happen? Oh, okay. Yes, that does happen. But Thank now you. let's close. Okay, let's close down here in New Mexico. Let's close down all the golf uh, courses, uh, shops. Uh, Why? Why? People play golf, and then they go to the bar, they drink, and then they get in their car and they drive. So why don't we just close all of that down, too? Uh, not sure if, what your point. Okay, not sure my, what your point is on this because it I'll, it kind of sounds like uh well, we're we're agreeing on certain things. So, um, I mean, for one thing, neither Jaybird or I are drinkers. So okay. right, and 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 Bryant is not talking about serving alcohol. He's talking about serving weed. I don't think yeah. I don't think even you can dispute. That the, the intensity that weed, weed, well, not, it would be just as bad. It, it would be Come just on. as bad if a church says, hey, we're all going to get drunk on Sunday service. Not saying that either yeah. one is worse, uh, sir. I'm, we're yeah, we're saying it, it's a vice off, and it should not be it, promulgated in a church. So I'm not sh- yeah. not not sure what he you're uh, tell, aiming for here. He his congregation to come, come to his church. High. He's not saying that. At all, you putting uh, stuff out? No, 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 no. You didn't listen. Listen. Let me me speak. He actually said he wants people to come to his church that smell like weed. So he did say that he wants people in his church who are smoking. How else do you smell like weed? You smoke weed. Yeah, they gonna smoke weed in the church, right? Yeah. So his here's his quote. He went on to note. Bryant went on to note who he is hoping to target and have joined his congregation in the future. Quote, so if the black kid in Bankhead says they grow in weed at the church, where can I join? I don't need no pamphlet for him, the pastor said, implying that, yeah, that's the kind of person that I want in my church. What? What? What's not for me to believe? This is his own words. Am I not to believe the man's own words? Okay, well. Can we look he at he identifies as a pastor who wants weed and weed growers in his church. Are we not? To, are we not to uh, respect what he identifies as? I respect the heck out of it. We just happen to disagree with it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. uh, so again, well, I, uh, thank you, you for ca- thank you for calling yeah. in. But I think this conversation's going nowhere because we actually agree on some things. Um, but I, I'm, I'm still not exactly getting what you're disagreeing about. Well, uh, one thing we don't agree on, and that is Donald Trump. Okay, fair enough. Up. Uh, fair enough. Okay, that's great. But we're not talking about Donald Trump. We're talking about Jamal Bryant. And we're talking about yeah, well, New Missionary uh, Southern Baptist well, Church. Just, I was listening to you saying how great of a president Donald Trump was yeah. early in the program. Okay. Oh, and by the way, just so you know, Warnock actually was arrested in 2002. Yeah, there, there's actually an arrest record for hindering and obstructing a police investigation into suspected child abuse at a summer camp in Maryland that Warnock's church at the time was the operator of. So, yeah, well, he, he actually was arrested on that. Um, okay. 
even with his arrest record, who do you think was a better candidate? Him of <laughs> Uh, Walker. Of Herschel course Walker. it was Herschel Walker. And I know that we're not going to agree on this. Um, but yeah, it, again, difference, difference in ideologies. Okay, so you tell me, sir, what, what was so bad about Walker? What was so bad about him? Yes. As, as a black man, he couldn't put two words, sentence together. That's one. Well, you know what? I will, I will agree with you. He was not exactly a well-spoken candidate, but uh, ideology-wise, political. He wasn't put up there uh, to run for, for... And secondly, the man lives in Texas. He's running for a seat in Georgia. Well, okay. he, actually, he actually has established residence in Georgia, but, you know, that, that's... Well, we, we could also get into the fact that, uh, well, let's see here. Who, who is it? Martin Heinrich here hasn't lived in New Mexico in what he, he has property here but he lives mostly in i think it's maryland yeah we got a lot we, yeah, in the beltway somewhere we, we got a, we if we're gonna cast stones on that one there's a ton of politicians that do that uh mlg has even brought people in who um oh yeah to be our very own secretary of education but his kids went to or still go to school in philadelphia i believe it is yeah pennsylvania and he lives mostly in pennsylvania yeah, he quit. He didn't last too long. So so that one, I'm sorry, living in Texas. Yeah, he, he has established residency in Georgia. The fact oh, that he yeah. doesn't live in Georgia full time, that's neither here nor there. According to Georgia law, he has enough residency and lives there long enough to run for office. So whether you like it or not, and I'll agree, uh, would I prefer a politician who lives in the state they're running in most of the time? Yeah, sure. But as long as he's adhering to the letter of the election law in that case, yeah, then it's just a matter of opinion. But but what what again, what was so bad? between? OK, well, let's put this differently then between Walker and Warnock. Which policy did you agree more with Warnock and less so with Walker? Well, I never heard of Herschel Walker policy. Uh, and Herschel Walker was put, uh, was endorsed by Donald Trump because everybody in their right mind knows that Herschel Walker, as dumb as he was, okay, the man could be controlled. He was just going to be a figurehead in the Senate seat, okay? He was not there sent, would, would have been sent there to represent the people of Georgia. But but you just said that you don't you never heard of his of his platform or his policies or his views on policies. So how do you know that? Well, I heard uh, his rallying uh, his rally uh, talking point, which just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I, my wife, I, this man gets through the University of Georgia for two years or however many years. Uh, did he just go there to play football? Never went to class. I went to college to play basketball, so I had to learn something. Well, I, you know, I don't have Herschel Walker's transcript, though. Hey, I'd be interested in seeing it. And and I apologize. Uh, what was your name again? I'm Thomas. 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 Well, thank thank you again so much, Thomas, for calling into us because uh, this this is a wonderfully scintillating call, and very rarely do people call in who disagree with us so vehemently. So we really appreciate you calling in because we, we actually like it when people challenge us and, and are thinking, but I just want to ask you one more thing here. What in, in Warnock 
uh, in Warnock's policies or platform, what did you agree with or think that he was on point with? Uh, what I thought he was on point with was trying to uh, lower the cost of prescription drugs for the elderly people in Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, helping. Uh, I'm at work, so I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm trying, uh, well, I assume you're calling from I, New Mexico, that's, right? That's one of his biggest points. I'm sorry, what was that? Well, I, I assume you're calling from New Mexico and not Georgia. Unless you're listening no, to us I, in Georgia. No, I'm not calling from Georgia. I live in New Mexico, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> well, hey, that's something else that we can agree on. <laughs> something else we yeah, New Mexico's not doing so hot. Um, but but yeah, so so at, at this point, you know, neither of us lives in Georgia. Granted, it's all kind of semantics. Um, but if, if, if you don't know exactly what Walker's platform was, and again, already agreed with you, he's, he's not the best speaker. So, okay. Anything he might've said at a rally might not have been the best representative, you know, best representative of his policies or, or promoted policies, but with Warren. The vampires and the werewolf that he was saying that didn't even make me. (laughs) <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I did. I did hear about that one, and I don't think anyone really knows exactly what he was talking about there. I think most yeah. people he was probably most likely making a joke at that point. Um, but if if, if you if you can't necessarily define the difference between Walker and Warnock, and by the way, how do you know that Walker wasn't all for lowering prescription drugs himself? Because I never heard him mention it, and in my listening to him at his rally, that's that's my point. Okay, but but you didn't go on his website to see. No. Okay. I, you, I mean, you never compared yeah, I, his his platform with Warnock's. Did like a point by point comparison. Uh, if I was going to have to make the decision to vote for exactly. either one, more research, but. I don't live in Georgia. I couldn't vote for either one of them, okay? Uh, that was up to the people that live in Georgia, and in my opinion, I think that they make the best choice. But politicians as a whole, you know, I don't live my life waiting on to find out what the politician is per se going to do for me. Yeah, nor should oh, you. Nor should you. Yeah. We we are plenty uh, capable of governing ourselves. Uh, here, even in New Mexico, uh, when the last time a politician had a conversation with you that represents you here in New Mexico? Oh, a few weeks ago. Oh, well, that's good. Because, but that's because I hound them. <laughs> oh, well, I don't do that. I have... <laughs> I hound them and about only one or two ever call me back. And one of them is a Democrat, by the way, um, which I really appreciate. Now, she and I don't see eye to eye. And I've been trying to change her mind and convince her, hey, you know, um, I don't like the way you're doing things. And she knows I've given her a piece of my mind. She knows where I stand and she still doesn't change the way she votes. And and therefore, I don't vote for her. But, uh, yeah, no, we we, we try to stay in touch with our representatives as as we should. Uh, I'm not 
But uh, no, we're, we're, we're going to have to dis- tell you what, Thomas, we're going to have to agree to disagree on a lot of things. But, hey, we found okay. some common ground already. Number one, New Mexico's not doing too good. There are definitely better places to live. Number two, yeah, Herschel Walker, uh, sometimes you can't understand a darn word that comes out of his mouth. But we're going to have to dis- agree to disagree on Trump because, um, sorry, I, I still think he's the best darn president we ever had. Well, I'll definitely uh, disagree with you on that. Well, I, let me let me ask you this though, Thomas. Did you like paying for gas under Donald Trump more than you like paying for gas under Biden now? Uh, at first, Donald Trump did lower the gas prices, no doubt about that. And then Biden took over the gas prices went up. My feeling on gas prices is that the oil companies is playing jokes with all of us because the prices uh, go up. So uh, right now, gas is at like two dollars and sixty eight cents a gallon, depending on where you go. Mm-hmm. So uh, now we can say, hey, gas prices under Biden is down. Maybe they'll go up next week. Hell, maybe they'll go up tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> And you blame the president for the gas prices jumping up and down the way they have done? Well, let's let's put it this way. A lot of Democrats blamed Trump for an awful lot of things that now the Biden administration tries to not take blame for. Hmm. Well, I I blame Trump for a lot of things. Oh, like what? What, Like what? Yeah. Tell me. Enlighten me. Okay. Let's, here's one of the dumbest things I have ever heard in my life when COVID was uh, running. I'm put it that way. Mm-hmm. Telling the American people, put a little bleach and then an ultraviolet light. I heard that kills it quickly. That is ridiculous from the president of the United States. So you, and number one... Come on, man. Number one, you do realize that it was sort of tongue in cheek. But number two, you do realize that you do realize that uh, several actually many studies now have come out and proven that ultraviolet light does indeed kill a lot of coronaviruses. And so does bleach. Uh, And that and that there are ways now to get ultraviolet light into the body. There, there's uh-huh. some experimental treatments with that. And there's uh-huh. some experimental treatments with not exactly bleach itself, but some of the chemical components that they're now looking at to see, hey, can we uh, treat, th- can, can we possibly treat humans with some of the chem- uh, some of the chemical derivatives from bleach or that bleach uh-huh. is comprised oh, well, of? And also, would- don't forget that a lot of people were spraying their vegetables with bleach. To supposedly disinfect them. Well, I so, didn't you know. So that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, that was a tongue-in-cheek thing. I, I, I don't think he meant people to take him seriously on that. But uh, even if he did, um, he was kind of proven right after uh, uh, after about a year, I believe, is when those studies came to light. Yeah, well, he he was at a national press conference. And he had all the doctors there, the scientists right there with him. Mm-hmm. And he and that was a ridiculous statement. As far as I'm concerned, I'm a former I'm a vet. I'm a disabled vet. 
Well, thank so, you, sir, for your service. I don't, uh, when the president of the United States say something like that, I, I can't agree with nothing like that at all. <laughs> Plus the fact that I do not disagree with some other things that Donald Trump said prior to him even becoming the president. Mm -hmm. Grab a woman by the genitals. You know, I guess that was tongue in cheek, too. Actually, so yes, it was. Well, to an yeah, extent, it was what what people forget about that conversation that he had with Billy Bush is he was not promoting that idea. He was talking to 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 Billy about this weird phenomena that men who had money and power often experienced was that uh, women would yeah. throw themselves at you and would basically be willing to do anything just because you had money and power. Yeah, he wasn't saying that you should do that. Okay. He was saying that's what women would allow. And even he, the context of, have you heard the entire conversation? Or have you just heard a little clip of it? I heard a clip of it. Okay, because I've heard the entire conversation. As soon as that clip came out, I hunted the entire conversation down and listened to it. And it's actually a very reasonable conversation about this phenomena. And it did not sound like, he was saying that's something he would want to do. He was actually commenting on it as if it sounded rather crazy. Uh, Ma'am, he said women will allow you to grab them by the job. Exactly. Exactly. He was commenting I on that. Well, um, uh, frankly, I think you and Jay Bird and, and EPRO here would all agree. Uh, none of you are all in the position of extreme power or extreme riches where you've ever had women throw themselves at you in that way. Yeah. Eric's nodding, nodding or shaking his uh, head. I've never been there. Yeah. Never been there. So, uh, you know, and I of course can't speak to that myself, but again, Trump had uh, lots of money at the time in this recording and he was commenting on the fact that this happens and it's kind of crazy. It's outrageous, but uh, well, the clip that you probably heard did not have that part of the conversation. Well, you know what? One thing I've learned from that point on, the Republicans that that diehard Trump fan, they will twist it and say whatever and take it to mean whatever it means. But for me, mm. I have sisters, okay? And if mm -hmm. somebody grabs one of no, my sisters... No, me too. I have sisters. Okay. <laughs> they don't have a problem with I've me. got daughters. Well, okay. again, he, he wasn't saying he would do it. He's saying women would make that choice, would throw uh, themselves but, at you, et cetera. So okay, well, I, I don't know how much clearer that can be. Is that He was commenting on something that other people do, not saying that this is something that he would want to do. Yeah, but and again, you've got to listen. Now, let me ask you, Thomas, how can you say for sure that you know what President Trump meant by those words if you didn't hear the entire conversation and you oh, only he heard a clip. But, but you he yourself said. said you only heard a clip. You didn't hear the entire conversation. So how can you be sure of the how can you be okay. sure of the context if the context was missing? Well, look at his record. How many women what have record? charged Donald Trump with assault? Sexual uh, assault. Well, okay, let, let's go back to your thing about indictment, though. Um, how many of those... Was he successfully? How many was he convicted, convicted of? of? Oh, from my understanding and my knowledge, at this point in time, none. Exactly. But how many of did he pay off? He paid off Stormy Dan Daniels or Davis or whatever her name was. 
that being, oh that was way before he was president yeah. though what yeah that yeah was that was before way before so, so thomas you realize yeah. you realize her profession was sex for money right yeah. that's what she did for a living and he and he never did he never disputed that that he uh might have done sordid things in his past and by the way if we're going to talk about um trump's sordid past then uh why don't we talk about good old billy clinton in the white house you know under the oval office desk with one um oh gee what was her name monica Lewinsky. Mm-hmm. Hey, I didn't approve of that either. Good. I am very glad to hear about that. Well, well, then it will hearten you to hear that Trump never did that in the White House because, oh, yeah, he's married. Oh, uh, he didn't do it in the White House. But, Good. Uh, look, Trump got a bad record when it comes to females. Let's, <laughs> let's, well, let's I, and, and I will not dispute some of that, but here's the thing. And, you and can't so find then, anything. Okay. Early, you yeah, can't find so, anything so, past 2008. He's never made, he, is, he, he has never made, uh, he's never denied that he, ha, you know, that hasn't had, uh, that he's had affairs in the past, etc. But well, since 2000, a, well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what we know. What matters is that he, he's, he's acknowledged, he's, deni- he, he's never denied it. He's acknowledged a lot of his own shortcomings. But when... He is faced with false accusations. He he goes tooth and nail after that. Like, nope, nope, that that is not true. But when it's true, he does not deny it. And furthermore, you actually can't find. Uh, uh, I found this interesting back in um, 2018 that no one could ever dig up dirt about him before two thousand or after 2008. So regardless, regardless of what our, again, regardless of what our opinions might be, you know, factually what we know. And yeah, yeah, I know. Stormy Daniels, is she, uh, oh, by the way, did you hear her lawyers being charged yet again for more embezzlement? Yeah, Michael Avenatti, uh, (laughs) uh, he, he embezzled Stormy Daniels out of a ton of money when she sued Trump when he was president and uh, apparently he's embezzled a lot of other people out of money too. So, um, you know, a a lot of people attacked Trump when he was president. Okay. Okay. And does being attacked for something and you know, you should know this Thomas as a law enforcement officer being attacked of and accused of something. Does that mean you are guilty? No, it does not. Well, there you go. Well, when I left, I worked for 17 years as a police officer at Smithsonian Institution mm-hmm. in D.C. I left there and went to the Department of Corrections, okay? Uh, I myself was accused of sexual harassment by this mm. little sissy in prison, okay? Uh, because he wanted me out the dorm because they didn't like the way I was running the dorm, which was very strict. Mm-hmm. and but I had to defend myself against some of uh, what I considered a ridiculous act. Right. And then the, the worst part of it all, I had to tell my wife that. Yeah. That was the worst part of that. Okay. So it so sounds like I'm, you and Donald Trump actually have quite a bit in common. You've both been uh, falsely accused that, of uh, sexual that, assault, that, something that, that was that, never I'm, proven, and you've had to defend yourself. And you've of had course. to suffer the embarrassment of, of that being public to your family. Yeah, only yes. 
Well, and, there you and go. I'm, well, I'm glad to see then that you and even you and Donald Trump have some things in common. Wow. Oh, God, don't uh, that make my stomach crawl. <laughs> You're welcome, Thomas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, uh, y'all have the right name, Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. We will take we will take that as a as a total compliment. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just remember, and justice for all. <laughs> well, amen to that. That's to right. That. Absolutely. Well, we we really appreciate your call, Thomas. We we've actually really enjoyed having this conversation with you, and I hope it was very uh, entertaining to our listeners as well. But you call back anytime, sir. Love hearing from you. All right. Thank you. You yeah. have a great night. Thank you. Take care, and God bless you, Thomas. Bye-bye. Thank you. Well, didn't we say it earlier? Not all of our listeners agree with us. Their proof's in the pudding, folks. There you go. You are welcome to call in and disagree with us. Uh, It happens. It does happen. And you know what? We love it. We love it just as much as talking to people who do agree with us. So uh, honestly, it's more interesting when they don't agree with us. Yeah, it really really is. So, uh, yes, uh, I hope what you got out of that was that we can all exercise our First Amendment rights. We can all have different opinions. And we don't have to be nasty about it. No, you you can absolutely. But here's the thing. Does anyone out there think for a moment that Jaybird or I could call into KUNM or some other station of the sort and have that kind of conversation? Or would they boot us off the air? We we had him on, what was it, Eric? 20 minutes or so? About 20 minutes. About I don't 20 even minutes. think KOB would entertain your call. I don't no, think so. No, yeah. I, don't think no I know for a fact they won't because I've been hung up on them by them in the past. Yeah, we've called in during the, the mayoral election and we're like, yeah, we want to talk about Eddie Click. Yeah, yeah, Dial pretty tone. much. You know, yeah, but and um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely invigorating and, and, and I love those conversations. I, mean, I really do. I really do. We, we love sharpening our um, uh, debating debating edge. And don't think for a moment, folks, that uh, if you call in and question our beliefs, that we're not going to back them up. So if you do call in, we'll just give you fair warning. If that call wasn't one, have your facts. Have your facts lined up, not just your opinions. We air our opinions on this show, but we do our best to back them up with facts. And hey, if you wonder, just like Thomas did, if you wonder if we've got some of our facts wrong, feel free to call us out on it. We're not often wrong, but every now and again we are, and we're happy to double check and fact check and look it up. Uh, In this case, (laughs) we weren't wrong because, uh, man, that pastor, what was his name again? Jamal Jamal Bryant. Bryant. He he said some outlandish things. And yes, I know one of Thomas's issues was that what we may have called these people black. Actually, we didn't. It was just in the quotes of this Pastor Bryant himself. Yeah. So, and, again, and again, when when we said those people, we were talking about the people that are are giving him money, people that go exactly. to his church. Yeah, these um, are the people that are under his influence. That's what we're talking about. I'm not talking about anybody's skin color. I'm not talking about anybody's sexual preference. I'm talking about people that choose to go to his church, people that choose to give him money, and people that choose to listen to him and do what he tells them do exactly because at the end of the day folks it is all about choices we hope that we're encouraging you all to think for yourselves to make choices hopefully to make better choices but ultimately at the end of the day what we want is your freedom 
to make these choices for your life, for your family, for your children. So remember, it's your choice out there in New Mexico to just say no to tyranny. Resistance is never futile. You got to fight that 30 front war. So until next time, again, Saturday, same time, same place here in Kiva, 3 to 6 p.m. Stay free, New Mexico, and we will see you next week. Bueno, bye. Listen to our testimony. We've been given revelation. We'll show you where we stand. So let the banner be unfurled. We found the light of hope in a dying world. Here's a myth of modern man. You're the God of your own land. All your weakness, find a school, say, giving up your right to rule. But I've been to the land of me, and I know I was never free. You can blame when I gave it all away.